Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hi, I'm here. Let's talk nipples. Sure, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Danae Hughes. Ooh, I'm taking Jonathan's place. <laughs> Move over. And today we're joined by a special guest from Made In, who helps Cinema Sins with a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's Creasy. Hey, how's it going? Yep. We write for Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Yeah, we have a special guest today. Jonathan decided to go out of town or something. Whatever. And, you know, go on vacation. <laughs> Who gets those? Uh, so we decided to have Creasy on. Now, uh, Creasy's name is actually Chris Creasy, but as to not be confused with Chris Atkinson uh, in Cinema Sins, uh, I, I think I've always just called you Creasy. I think that's pretty much how you are introduced around the, the Cinnerverse. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, the sins verse. Yeah, it's pretty much what I go by. I've, I've gone by since high school, uh, just Creasy. It's just, I'm the only member of my family with that last name, so it's kind of like fun, I guess. Uh, I kind of just took that on as my identity. Very nice. You say you're the only one in your family with that last name? Yeah, I. Uh, so my mom uh, would remarried after uh, she got out of the military, and um, okay, I have a complicated family past kind of thing. Uh, I, so I have a stepfather, and then I have a biological father, and then I have a surname father. So it's 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 like I said, complicated. Wow, so, I actually yeah. like I find, that. I know, That's I love awesome. it. I find it very interesting. Yeah, yeah, there That's could really be cool. books written. Yeah. And there will be coming out this fall. <laughs> From Behind yeah. the Sins Publishing. That's right. The yeah. story of Creasy's last name. <laughs> yeah. From uh, whence no. Creasy came. Uh, yeah. Do you ever feel the need to like uh, really iron your pants really well so there's that you know, no, Aaron. big crease down the, the no. center? No? Nothing? No. That's bad. I've okay, never actually heard that one before. Uh, the, the crease thing. No, yeah. <laughs> I've heard Greasy Creasy uh, and Easy Creasy and Lemon Squeezy Creasy. So yeah, the, uh, just like yeah. I like the lemon squeezy crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, being that's a, nice. I'm a I'm a I'm a larger set guy. So like uh, when I get a hug or something like that, that's kind of like one of the things people say. Very you nice. need to have a shirt. I should. I should. I should have a shirt. I think we all should wear shirts occasionally. You know. Yeah. I mean. Oh, you mean have a shirt that says Lemon Squeezy Crazy? I get yes. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, that no, no. is what I mean. <laughs> I thought you were just making she- a general observation. You really Thank should you. wear a shirt, Crazy. <laughs> yeah. If uh, people hug just... you a lot. Uh, we know how but it goes. But it's part of your story, and that's what you can read about this fall. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. In the Creasy Chronicles. The Creasy Chronicles. Yeah, the Creasy Chronicles. Behind the Sins Publishing. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of fun stuff to get to. Uh, Again, we are now on a six-video week around the Cinema Sins world. So let's get right into it. 
Yeah, don't you? And we'll talk about, by the way, I should mention that. We'll talk about that later uh, during our comment section. Um, mm-hmm. We'll kind of interview Creasy a little bit about his job and what he does so you can kind of get a, a feel for what goes on uh, in Made In uh, and what goes on in Creasy's world. Uh, but for now, let's hit this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. All right, let's take a look at the videos from the week, uh, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. We'll kick it off with TV sins, and we'll move to music video sins, and then we'll finish off with the Big Daddy Cinema sins. Big Daddy! Uh, so let's start with TV sins. Uh, Monday in the pilot category, we did the pilot of Big Bang Theory. This was a Hughes-Watkins joint, so Danae and Jonathan wrote on this. I know, and Jonathan actually mentioned last week, he's like, oh, but we'll talk about that next week. I know. He's not here. <laughs> I know. What's funny is uh, Jonathan wrote on more than either of you or me this week because neither one of us wrote on the Cinema Sins videos. And then he skipped it. And then he skipped out. And then we each wrote on one of the TV Sins videos. But uh, but yeah, Big Fa- Big Bang Theory. Here's my question: Does anybody watch this show? Like Danae, do you watch this show? No, it's the first time I've ever watched it. Creasy, have you been a Big Bang Theory fan? No, I uh, I've only seen like a couple episodes. I'm not a big fan of this show at all. Yeah, I've watched two episodes, uh, and then I watched the pilot, um, because just so many people kept telling me, it's so funny, you have to watch it, and I had my thing, I admit it's my thing, like, I don't, you know, it, it's just laugh tracks. When I hear a laugh track, I'm, I'm just out, and, it's, and yeah. this, this movie is like the worst offender at that. They're, they play laughter in this movie for just regular statements. Show. I'm sorry, t- yes, TV show. It's hard show. for us. Listen, it's hard yeah. for us. No, yeah, we we go- consume a lot. Uh, but yeah, they, they play the laugh track just for regular old statements in this show. And that was actually one of the jokes that I'm most proud of this week was my one that likened laugh track to herpes. Yeah. <laughs> I was really proud of that I actually one. wrote that down as my favorite because, yes, <laughs> that is literally... I can't stand laugh tracks on TV shows that don't have a live studio audience. I'm just like, it's just like, it's no, there's no point. Big Bang Theory isn't shot in front of a live studio audience? It, I, I think I read that it is shot in front of a live audience, but they still replace it with... They they have laugh tracks. Well, yeah, I mean, but there was a live audience. But okay, I, I read it doesn't a couple feel different like things. It. No, it doesn't for me either. Well, and it's and it never feels like it anyway. I've been in one of those live audiences before. Have I talked about that yet on the show? Uh, no. I went and saw a recording a couple years ago of the new Tim Allen show. I forget what it's called but they they tell the audience to laugh at everything and they give you prizes whoever laughs the loudest so like they are they are amping up the reactions in a way that's just completely (laughs) it's completely unnatural and you can can totally feel it could you feel that because that was genuine yeah it really felt very authentic felt felt (laughs) Felt that in my eardrums. Uh. Oh, sorry about that, crazy. Sorry. That's all good, yeah. All that to say, none of the three of us are actually into this show, so apologies to those who are. We're probably not going to be able to, you know, fully give the the things that people love about this show. Um so this may be a little little more negative than usual. Well, but still, it's just supposed to be like our our experience in sending it anyway. Yeah, yeah, so, that's or, true. So, yeah. Danae, you were on the script. I just shadowed. Yeah. So what was your experience in sending it? I really did not enjoy the show, but at the same time, I really liked Sheldon's performance. You know, I, I don't know. I could tell they all were like committing to their characters. And so that kind of made me want to watch a couple more episodes, but I didn't connect to anything in this one, because like I'm, I'm not the brightest person out there when it comes to science chatter. If you 
uh, spend some time explaining some ground rules about science and engineering, I'm sure I could kind of keep pace. But, you know, I'm the kind of person that will wait until there's an obvious joke and then, like, make a joke and everybody laughs and then I feel like I'm part of the team. That's <laughs> So I felt a little displaced in, in trying to figure out who, quote unquote, I was in this. And the fact that I was the stupid neighbor across the street who just showers in a stranger's house if that's the person i'm supposed to connect with right. i'm out because i would never do that if there was people standing in the hallway while i'm like unboxing things in my apartment and they're talking about me and ogling over me i'm gonna shut the door and lock it so <laughs> i think that's the thing about televisions is like oh, we just learned that sound doesn't travel unless you really want it to yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to want to with your with your heart, and then and then it goes. I have a, I have a question, and I'll probably be accused of being a quote unquote woke when I ask this question oh. because because boy, in the comments, some people sure don't like you to be woke. Apparently, that's a bad thing. Okay, okay. Um, is this show fifteen years from now going to be super offensive? I like, have no idea. Because I, I'm just saying, there's an element to it where these are. I'm guessing actors who are not technically on the spectrum, who are doing things that very much, you know, appear to be mimicking people who have legitimate mental health issues or are on the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Sheldon, Jim Parsons' character, really does, like, he feels like he's on the Asperger's autism spectrum of some, like, on some point. Like, uh, Young Sheldon, the TV show, doesn't make it feel like that as much. But the adult version definitely does. And so I just I'm just curious about that. I, I wonder how, you know, in the future, I mean, even I mean, we're already in the future of this pilot. You know, it was yeah. it was made many years ago. And there's several jokes in this pilot that show its age, um, especially regarding transvestites, uh, which it was just a straight up insult by calling somebody a transvestite, which I just shocked me and uh in the the gross old people stuff in this episode too anyways maybe i am woke i don't know i don't even know what that means half the time <laughs> i am woke <laughs> <laughs> but i just wonder i just wonder if it's one of those things where we'll look back and go oh they're doing like a like a weird mocking of i don't know that i got that they were mocking well you don't have to be harsh to be playing a, like for instance Oh, this could go some really weird places. But if you take it into other categories of people imitating things that they're not, it gets really icky really oh, fast. Oh, okay. So, I, like, I just, I wonder kind of how, how we'll go about that. Like Monica's fat suit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, it could be an example of that as well. Hmm. So, anyways. I, I don't know. I don't, I think people are going to be offended about whatever they want to be offended about. <laughs> well, that's just true Just go as to well. the comments section. You'll find all kinds of fun things. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's overall, the nice thing about cancel culture, I guess. I think it was a fun show uh, to sin, though, because uh, I, I like being surprised. I'll go in sometimes to writing scripts, being nervous. There's actually several scripts I'm supposed to be, you know, turning in this week, for example, and I'm super nervous about it because I'm like, I don't think I have anything good up in the old ticker, and this is a doozy, you know. And like, you mean you're feeling too negative about the material, or just or? like, it's like it's it's difficult for me to find something. I'm gonna have to put my critical, you know, brain on more than I'm gonna have like stuff like in this one that was sort of easy for me to grab. I think like television scripts are easier for me to grab sins than movies mm. i don't know maybe it's just me but it could be the bite-sized portion to that kind of well, stuff i think in a sitcom universe there's a lot more room for errors like for example pulling a something out of the refrigerator and part of it's already been drank yeah like that so that that's easier to kind of grab or well know, and to be honest tv shows often care a little less about the details because yes. they're doing so much and so yes. there's a lot more of that stuff to see sometimes yeah 
So yeah, I think that's fair. So that was that was kind of it's always fun in that regard. And then I I had a little bit of fun just kind of writing the script of of this one. So I don't know. I I enjoyed writing. I didn't enjoy the show. Then that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, what are some of our favorite parts of the video? Uh, I mean, I like the video. I, I kind of connected with this one joke about uh, the apartment ghost, uh, about the food plates uh, at my home. Like, we have this joke about an apartment ghost. So I thought that was really interesting that that ended up in a uh, Sins episode. Uh, but overall, like, I the show itself, for me, I've kind of always felt flat on the Big Bang Theory because it, it's making fun of nerd culture, but then also trying to be nerd culture at the same time. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I, we we kind of touched on that a little bit, but not really in the video. And I, I enjoyed it uh, as far as like what it nailed down. Um, I do, I, I do enjoy like uh, Simon Helberg's character, uh, considering like how uh, awkward and like, but we didn't really touch on how awkward he is inside this uh, video. How awkward his character is when they're all sitting there alone with Penny, uh, when Sheldon and Leonard run off to like confront, uh, yeah, uh, the boyfriend or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, that was that was so weird to me. I don't know. I guess it's that's the joke, right? Like they come back without their pants, and it's like <laughs> how. How, like what? What does that situation look like? Like I don't know. My my brain is just like, how do you come back without your pants? Like, it's, it's can, a, can it, you help me out here? <laughs> was was the boyfriend like take off your pants or I'll beat you up? Did the boyfriend literally strip their pants off them? Did he rip their pants off? Like what? Aaron wants to see the scene. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> how 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 does this abuse happen? Like what is what is going on here? Yeah, because it's just like you expect that. Leonard and uh, Sheldon would put up some bit of a fight for a, like someone who's gonna try to snatch their clothes from them. But no, nope. No, they just left. Do they have shoes on? Pants don't, you know. Yes, come they off. had shoes on. So how do you, how did the pants that come off without the shoes you know. coming off? Hey, you know what? Maybe you should have written that one because that's a really good point. <laughs> totally missed that. Uh, I liked that uh, Jonathan has apparently watched a little more of this show because he was able to uh, say some other things in there. Uh, the uh, scene uh, episode does not contain an Amy Farrah Fowler uh, was yeah. a very well liked sin. I think she becomes a very fun, interesting character in the show from what I understand. Uh, so I was glad we do. That's one of, actually one of my favorite running jokes on uh, TV sins is how pilots often don't have like some of the best characters in them. Um, the hugest example of that is Elaine not being in the pilot of yeah. Seinfeld. Um, so, so yeah. So I always enjoy when we kind of touch on something like that. What were some of your favorites today? Um, I really liked the herbal essence and Luke Skywalker conditioner yes. stuff because I got to do a little bit of research on that and um, discovered that those are collectible items. And then you know, it makes your heart hurt, like things that you should maybe be not using <laughs> and also it's really old like they don't really make that anymore uh i really like toning in on the whole thing of her showering in their house that really disturbed me for so so many reasons but she goes back in without any of her own supplies she comes out looking exactly like she went in but in different clothes which means she would have had to have walked across the apartment to her apartment to get more clothes and just thinking about how that whole thing just doesn't make any sense at all so i kind of liked going into that world but yeah, I I liked a lot of the little things. Well, it was on, a very, it was a very fun script. I had uh, my one contribution uh, to this script was who's the nerd now, nerd. Yeah, I think you added that onto the one of the ends of mine to like make mm -hmm. it better. I don't know. It was just it was something that made me laugh. And then you rubbed it in my face. <laughs> well, isn't like, that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. 
Yeah, rubbing each other's face. We're all working together so well. Uh huh. Yeah, it's all competition. <laughs> uh, speaking of competition, let's move on to Friends, the one with the embryos. Uh, this is a Dicer Watkins script. Uh, Jonathan and I wrote on this. This is the one where uh, Phoebe is trying to get pregnant with her brother's baby, and uh, the one where they have the huge. Uh, trivia contest between the friends and it's funny because it's called the one with the embryos but i'm pretty sure more people remember the trivia contest yeah i had than the yeah. getting pregnant no part. memory of I, I was so confused by the embryos reference. Right, the title is you're like yeah. let's do the one where they do the trivia contest what, what's that oh, episode okay. you know the one with the embryos <laughs> what, what? But that's the that's the thing with friends they do those they give the title to the b plot but then the a plot is all about something else so yeah well, I think sometimes they mistake what the A plot and the B plot are just because the B plot ends up being so much more fun uh, than the A plot is. Uh, this is one of the most beloved episodes of Friends. It is uh, rightly so. That competition stuff is so much fun. It's a bit over the top, but it's so much fun. Uh, so some thoughts on this episode, Friends. You know, like, uh, Creasy, we haven't heard your thoughts on Friends overall. We've been doing, you know, Friends stuff here for a few weeks. Um, you big fan of the show I, you know i'm just now i just turned 30 this year so like i've only seen every so many episodes i, I didn't binge watch it when it's on netflix uh but i have seen enough that i know what's going on um i'm not like a huge huge friends fan but i do enjoy watching the episodes when they are on television it's like when i actually did channel flip i was like oh an episodes of friends is on i'll just watch that you know i do have some favorite episodes uh of friends of course it's the thanksgiving episode there's one where Ross uh, ends up moving into the, the the old naked guy's apartment, which is a really good episode yeah. for me for some reason. I I have no idea why. I just find it funny. No, there's an there's an old naked guy. You know what's what's not to love? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's the also the one where he, Ross gets caught doing naked yoga in his apartment by <laughs> the the other guy. So that's why it's hilarious. So. Yeah, um, I, I I love this episode. I love the whole competition. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, the, you know, there's a there's a girls versus guys thing to it. You know, that's fun in the episode itself, uh, which they did a lot. I mean, we recently send the poker episode too, and it's the same kind of thing. It's girls versus guys in a competition. Um, I think there's some kind of magic that happens there. Uh, what did well, you think about this video, Danae? I like this one, and I think about it from like kind of the behind the scenes stuff too, yeah, because yeah. there are certain friends episodes that i love this is definitely i'm kind of like everybody else i really enjoyed this one it's just fun to see them having fun it it's just one of those uh bonding episodes where you get to see their friendship mm -hmm. and there's uh, more details about their friendship than you know you get to see every single other time because right. sometimes like someone's got a boyfriend or someone's doing this but this is all just about their group um and then i also love it because uh you know phoebe's pregnant um, which the reason I think that's so cool is because Lisa Kudrow was pregnant. And I mm -hmm. think it's neat when a TV series will allow someone to become pregnant, stay on the show and go through her whole pregnancy, you know, as part of the story. So it's just like Toby on this is us. This season is getting buff. It's like the actor decided to lose a bunch of weight. And so they wrote it into the, the script. Same thing, right? I don't watch that show anymore. <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had a 
ton of fun writing on this episode. I, there's something about games and competitions that I love finding inconsistencies with. You know, that's why I love the poker stuff. I love finding right. inconsistencies there. I think I even mentioned in this video, you thought we were hard on poker, you know, yeah, because yeah, we yeah. talk so much about how many inconsistencies there are in this game. Our CSI breakdown of the, the timer shenanigans in this game. That was the one that I, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's I, I just I love the fact that nothing they say is actually true. You know, 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. You know, the guys use 43. The girls yeah. use 46. Who cares? When he says five seconds left, it's 16 seconds till like, the end can of the we, thing. Can we do a game like this in real life? <laughs> like, how funny would it be at Sins Week if we just started doing a game like this where there were no rules? We just all pretended like they were the rules. Boy, it sounds like Danae would surely enjoy that game. I would win. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you guys did such a great job. And I say you guys at Made In because, you know, Creasy's with us with the zoom and enhance of the timer, which was oh, yeah. so great because I, I noticed now that we can pause things and they're in high def and all that, that the timer had some random number on it, like 523 or something when he said it was over. And you guys did this thing where you made it look like it was like you as the zoom started it got blurry and then it cleared up and it was just so cool because it looked like one of those you know silly zoom and enhance uh kind of things that happened so that was really well done christian uh hall is one of the editors for tv sins and he he's been a real uh, brush of breath of fresh air for like just coming up with those little touches and stuff like that he's big into like 4d design and stuff like that so like he likes doing these little tweaks and stuff and i, I really enjoyed he's been a really great uh new addition to the team that's so cool. Well, I, I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's fun yeah. to have your perspective uh, from the editing side of things because, you know, the editing is like another character. So each writer has, we have our own individual personalities sure. and perspectives. Yeah. Then you've got the narrator that we're writing for. And then you've got like fun things we can play with like Cine. But then as far as the editing goes, you guys get to bring life into it yeah. in, in a new way. And I'm excited to get to us talking about the behind the, what's the music video one? Music from behind. Music from behind. That, oh, yeah, music I'm from really behind, excited yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, that one. I'm, yeah, yeah. Can we just stop talking about friends and just go talk about that one, actually? Well, I did have one more thing I <laughs> oh, wanted to okay, mention, okay, okay. Uh, if nobody else does. Um, I, I was told many years ago, uh, if there's something you don't feel like you can talk about, get credit for not talking about it. And I take that mindset into a lot of things. Uh, and thus, one of my favorite sins is don't mention the nipples. Don't mention the nipples. Oh, don't mention the nipples. Yes. <laughs> okay. Was that you that wrote that? Because I, yes. I was listening, I was like, I was like, yeah, that happens a lot with Rachel, unfortunately. That, either that studio is really cold or just that apartment is really cold. Well, she's talked about it. She's been open about it. I imagine it's, it's kind of a, a mixed thing where it's just like, can we please not? But at the same time, she's just said... I have nipples and, you know, they get erect right. sometimes. Well, like, it's, hi, yeah. I'm here. Let's talk nipples. Sure. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's awful because it's... Is it awful, though, yes, or is it just no, natural? I mean... No, it's awful because nipples mean sexual sexuality to most people. To most right, people. When right. you see them, it's like, ooh, that's a sexual thing. Right. But we can't control them. It's kind of... It's got to be like an accidental erection for you guys. Right. You know, where, like, it happens. It's just something that happened. But, like, ours are on the front... <laughs> section of our body and if unless you're wearing a bra that can really pad like a concrete bra yeah yeah and i don't think those are very like normal 
back in the 90s to have like super thick padding on yeah. bras so like i don't even think that she had options to try to like because some women just have nipples that'll just like Boing! they'll cut glass or whatever is it insensitive is. is it insensitive my friend always just goes turkey's done is that is that insensitive <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's just too funny <laughs> It depends. Like for me, I never really had to think about this, but now that I've been a nursing mother, I I think about sure, this yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. more yeah. and like trying to figure out how to hide a part of my body. It See, sucks. I don't like. I I am totally team free the nipple. I, I re- genuinely. Oh, so you can make turkey jokes? No, 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 yeah. no, no. no, no. We're really looking forward to that. Listen, one. <laughs> listen. You can you can joke about stuff that's serious as well. We, if, we, if anything on Cinema Sins, we prove that. Uh, here's the serious part. There is no reason for that body part to be more sexualized uh, on men than women. You know what I'm saying? No, there's a reason yeah. that it's sexualized. It's because, you know... Culture. Cult, well, but also Tradition. experience. If you've if if you're a woman, well, it's and an erogenous had, zone. Yes, sure, that's yeah, what I'm saying. sure. So there's a reason that it's sexual, and I understand that. But it just sucks that like. But the ears are an erogenous zone too, and so like, are the elbows. <laughs> well, the elbows also aren't generally. The maybe, <laughs> maybe I've never maybe heard the people, elbows are an erogenous zone. Right? Yeah, they're maybe not, some people they're not. Get, For the most wait. part, erogenous zones are what just a lot of nerve endings. Yes, a lot of nerve endings. Yeah. So yeah. feet, lips, lips are an erogenous zone. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. it's okay. Can we? I just let's be grownups. You know what I mean? And, so and, and yet you're the one that writes the nibble jokes. So. Turkey's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. It can be funny, but also be you know you you can be mature about it in public. You know you just right. like, Yeah, those are nipples. There they are. To to move it into where I've I've kind of been maturing on my own journey through. Like you're talking about um, uh, Jennifer talking about like yeah. It's just this is what this is just what it is, guys. Yeah, is what it is. I. I'm learning to adapt to that same mentality and just confidently walk through the grocery store where you get your milk and your eggs and it's always freaking cold and you just know. <laughs> yep. You just know. Yeah. You just know. Fair enough. <laughs> and if somebody is wanting to smirk or whatever, you can just move on because it's not a big deal. So that's on that's on their immaturity and but also there's... that joke was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right, now we can move on uh, to music video sins. Let's talk about Lil Nas X Panini. Lil Nas X has gone from uh, from Woody to Buzz Lightyear uh, with uh, with Panini. He's gone from the country to the uh, the spaceman. Yeah, the futuristic. The futuristic, yeah. very um, uh, Blade Runner kind of aesthetic going on here. Uh, I watched the actual video first, like I tend to do, and it was just let's just say. It was a video. Um, audacious. <laughs> yeah. Well, real. that's the thing, right? Like the song, the video, and the song itself. If you really, you know, think about it, it's. I, I don't know what it's. Is it saying like he's saying I'm supposed to be a stalker? Like, is this play like, into that cult- cultural thing that we've seen a lot, where it's like, don't give up because eventually they'll come around to you, you know, kind of thing. Is that what this video well, is saying? But isn't that like kind of what like romantic culture used to be back in the day? Like, yeah. Oh, you just pursue a woman until she can't, until she just gives in. No, that's Wear that's down. stalking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or calls the police. Yeah, <laughs> there are restraining orders for that specific reason. Yeah, it's it definitely kind of in a weird way plays into stalker uh, stalker culture, um, yeah. which I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. But, but I uh, thought the video did a good job of 
of addressing that and then also like at the end going what was the point of this that you stalk your fans until they like you so Mm -hmm. like what is the point of all of that stuff and i i was confused about the message as well the woman is literally jumping out of a plane to get away from you like i think you should take a hint uh my thing is like she gets in that airplane how long is she in that airplane because when she jumps out she she lands right back where she started and i'm just like (laughs) geographically that makes no sense the plane is just circling (laughs) it went straight up straight up and then just kind of (laughs) circled oh that's amazing um i i did have one issue with the the video when i'm like i would be the guy why i would be the guy in the uh no with our video i would be the snarky guy in the comments like nitpicking our nitpicks oh okay uh so allow me the pleasure to do that for for one video he said something about everybody knows the uber driver would have you know called to find out what side of the road they're on all that kind of stuff uh this was a driverless car this is the future where uber drivers are the cars themselves right driverless cars let's Uh, get there i know you really well (laughs) and i'm just imagining when you saw the driverless car and you were like yes the future the future's here (laughs) wait a second don't say that's an uber that's its own car that's an autonomous vehicle it it can be an uber car but it's driving (laughs) itself baby yeah you're really excited about that and that's probably the future right for uber it should be oh no 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 don't don't say it creasy don't say probably just say yeah that's the future and move on (laughs) otherwise you're gonna hear Well, well, you what, don't want my 15 minutes on why humans should not be driving cars when the computers well, we can do it so Well, we all know why humans better. shouldn't be driving cars. I mean, <laughs> well, you, it, this is the thing. This oh, is the problem. Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. I went off on a rant about massage. You probably know my one, my one statement. What do I always say? Why driverless cars, you know, why people can't get used to them, but why they should. Do you remember that people should be used to people should be excited about driverless cars because no one will smell your farts. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. Uh, the thing is, people don't want driverless cars because they think they can do a better job. But people have to shift their view to everybody else. Who do you trust more? Every other driver or the computer? It's not who do you trust more yourself or the computer? That's that's the shift we have to make. Is- that's the second shift. The first one <laughs> is that everybody else is a problem. And then that leads to. You are also part of the problem. <laughs> That's exa- that, correct. The second shift is I am also one of those human idiots, even though I don't think so. Well, yeah, for me, the, it's the paranoia part of the driverless car. It's like, well, if it's got to be hooked up to a network, someone's going to be smart enough one day to hack that network. Yeah, no, I'm good with just driving my car myself. Yeah, no, that Pandora's box is already open, my friend. Yeah, uh, I know, that's the scary part. And and Aaron's version of that is, so just open wide yes, and let them take right. over. Whereas other people think, maybe I should just back out of... Too late. I should just back out a little bit and... Too late. We're already there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, unless there's any, I guess uh, the other the other thing was there's an outtake in this that I really liked. It was uh, the Ralph breaks the internet outtake. Do you want to make money playing video games uh, for like the Bill Hader character from uh, Ralph breaks the internet? I thought that was really funny. Let's move on to music from behind. This is uh, everything you didn't know about Lana Del Rey, who is apparently a ghost child. What's it like <laughs> making these videos? Tell me everything. Okay, Susie. so we're gonna go there first. Yes. Who okay. cares? We, we like well, it. We it like is, it. Blah it, blah blah. Here's why this. Th- here's why this is so valuable. I think more than any other content that CinemaSins puts out, uh, you guys have the most creative input into these videos because you're picking so many of the visuals and, and those kind of things. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we definitely it's uh, well, we work with Barrett. Uh, and try to get them to give us as many visual cues inside the script as possible. Uh, and then we kind of work from there. Um, most of the time, it's just like we're thinking of 
what can visually tell this story the best uh, when we're reading the script and then what uh, when we're listening to Barrett's VO. Uh, and then from there, it's a lot of Photoshop, scouring the internet, uh, and then knowing like meme culture really well. Yes. Which uh, Alana, the, the Alana Del Rey one was edited by Ashley Stamper, who uh, is uh, who helps is kind of like my second here at the office. Uh, she kind of helps me out when I'm busy on other projects here at Made In, um, and she's kind of like the main CinemaSins editor right now. Uh, she had the pleasure of doing this one and I did John Mayer, the one before it. Uh, but her, her editing and like cheating of like transparency and stuff like this was so great for this one. I told her that this was my favorite episode next to the little Nas X one. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. (laughs) Visually it just comes down to like, what, what do we take from their music videos and like interviews and concerts and like try to integrate that into the video? And then it also comes down to, like, what will visually make people laugh and will also add to the punchline later. Yeah. Do you, So there was one. I don't remember which one it was now, but, like, the sunglasses came down and they were, like, upside down. It just the stuff like that. Do you guys make those choices yourself or is that even nitty gritty in the script where – because, like, oftentimes the script will say something and then the visual says the exact opposite. Is that a decision you guys are making on the fly or is that part of, like, what the writing That's process sometimes- is? That sometimes is a decision we're making on the fly. Like uh, that one uh, is just like that was the uh, Mia Cabela or the Camila uh, Camila Cabela and Sean Mendez one, I think. And um, that was just like one of those decisions. Like this is gonna be funny. Just put it in there. It's just hilarious because like one, it ties into like the meme culture of like thug life, and but and yes. it's also not. So it's yeah. Yeah. That's also uh, has a lot to do with that CSI Miami joke. Yeah, I I really enjoy those little touches. I, I like them a lot. I you just like and this one. I think you had a uh, a tomb that you had scratched out and put Obadiah yes over, which I yeah. thought was hilarious. Instead of Grant, that's Ulysses. Yeah. That's Grant. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> yeah. that was the original. That was like the original character basis. Like we we wanted to go Ulysses, but we were like, well, let's just say Ob- Obadiah instead. And uh, that's great. Just so we can you know not have to dip into that historical oeuvre. What would you say for this video were some of your favorite parts? For me, I really enjoyed, like, uh, so, like, there's a couple scenes where, like, uh, we have, like, uh, the ghost hunter guy on when she's talking about, um, when she's talking about finding the ghost for the first time. And for some reason, his face just makes me laugh so hard. Like, just his shock and awe in the whole thing. And then it just adds to what Barrett's saying. Yeah. Um, no, that was good. <laughs> As far as like the the jokes, uh, there's uh, there's one uh, where we talk about the Exorcist uh, director being uh, murdered, and then like we actually show him actually being murdered in the Exorcist. So I, I like those little like nods to the originals, uh, the original content of what we're thinking about imagery wise, and like some of the jokes. Because like when we when Ross put this script together, he was pulling ideas from like. Ghostbusters, Exorcist, Poltergeist, and stuff like that. Uh, Danae, some of your favorite moments? Right now, I'm thinking about whenever the ghost daddy appeared and, and like the blood splatter across his <laughs> chest and is like. A... I wondered if if some of this was a little bit too much for you. There's some there's some poltergeist stuff in here. Yeah, or not but... poltergeist, Exorcist stuff. Yes, that's really yes. gross. <laughs> but listen, it's just pea soup and everything's fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> just got everybody uh, pea soup. Yeah, I I did. I don't mind flashes of horror stuff like that whenever it's clearly comedy because mm-hmm. you're not in those moments. I can't like watching a horror film where you're 
immersed in the world versus right, and the director is purposely like trying to make you tense and right. scared. Right, the music and, is there, right. and it's just that's different than it being a silly visual of Lana Del Rey's like mom or, or whoever being possessed and just all right. that stuff. So yeah. the ridiculousness of of this channel or this particular uh, video on the channel, it's just my favorite. Lots of good Ghostbuster visuals. Uh, in there, appreciated all those some some dirty yeah. ectoplasm jokes. <laughs> those yeah. are in there as well. <laughs> yeah, that was my touch. I, I was like, let's let's look for something from the new new Ghostbusters where she's actually getting slimed because there's like a scene as like she just covered in ectoplasm. I was like, and that'll punch. There, that there it is. So. That's the one. And then the narration's like on the inside and the out. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculousness. Uh, my favorite line in the whole thing was uh, when the kids are making fun of her and call her. Here comes no Floaty McNo legs. <laughs> That was good. Here comes floaty no legs. Here comes floaty no legs. I wrote that I, one down too. I'm just gonna adopt that into my, you know, my repertoire, and people have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, I also got a huge kick out of the emotional part of the video, where it used all these super emotional scenes of like people disappearing from people's yes. lives. Inside Out was in there. Uh, Spider Man was yep. in there. Yep. And I was just like, that is so hilarious because in context, those scenes are so heart wrenching, and then to have them applied to this ridiculous. Made up <laughs> ghost story is just yep. the best. Uh, so I love that kind of stuff. Are these yeah. your favorite to to edit? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're some of my favorites to edit. Uh, like we, they're like after doing Cinema Sense for so long, they're like specific edits that you just really enjoy. But music video from uh, behind has been like by far one of the funnest uh, that I've had the chance to edit because it gives us a lot more creative control about what's being seen visually. Like most of the time with other synth scripts, it's just like. You have this time code, this uh, lead in, and then you need to make sure that this punchline and this joke look kind of fit on these uh, narrations. So right, uh, you guys didn't, never mentioned, uh, but uh, what do you guys think of those uh, the cold opens? Uh, like uh, when he's talking about the whiny toddler uh, getting uh, the backhand. Yeah, the music is the whiny toddler, and we're the back yeah. of my dad's hand. Like that's just yeah. that's so great and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about it. it's uncomfortable, but also funny. Well, it's good stuff. It is really, yeah. really good stuff. And it's just fun because there's an air of just silliness and also artistry to it at the same time. It's not, it's well done. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's it's not like well, a... Well, I hope so. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, sometimes you think like, oh, this is just a silly, this is a silly thing. Mm -hmm. But it's a well done silly thing. So it's like a different kind like a different level of art, I think is yeah. what I'm trying to say. It makes me it makes me think that those uh, those four years of art college that I paid for uh, went to good uh, good use. You know? <laughs> good. Yeah, see here good. it is. <laughs> you think you think your uh, your your professors knew that when you were going to art school? They were like, someday this young man is going to make ghost jokes in a stupid music video. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think they thought worse. But yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> what no. A, what a blessed uh, life. No, you yeah, live. truly a blessed life. Like I get to watch. I get. Get to watch movies all the time and edit them, so that's yeah, that's great. It's good stuff. Uh, speaking of movies, look at all these segues. They're beautiful this week. We're going to move on to uh, Cinema Sins, and we will start with Batman Hush. Uh, this was an Atkinson Scott joint, uh, a classic Cinema Sins script from Chris and Jeremy. I have to say, I'm really intrigued by these DC animated movies. I've only watched one, and I watched it for sinning purposes. Uh, I I was on the uh, Under the Red Hood uh, script. And my 
kind of assessment from afar is that they're just good enough that the fans can really enjoy them, um, but they still have a little bit of that uh, straight-to-DVD quality to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, I don't know, they're fascinating to me. Um, even And I just, I haven't felt the need to go watch them like I would, you know, to go watch a live-action Batman movie or anything. Or Batman on Ice. Or Batman on Ice, which would be a different way to see Batman. Yes, that is correct. Definitely. <laughs> no, I've 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 followed these since they started uh, with Justice League War, uh, and they've just they've been great. I mean, I really kind of they kind of took some of it, the plot line from Justice League War, and turned it into what became the Justice League movie. Uh, I really kind of just wish they would just take these scripts and plot lines and just be like, hey, let's make these into live action because like, they're way better to me than anything that's in the live action DC, uh, DC universe. Yeah, that's not a hard bar to jump over, though, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, DC hasn't had yeah. the the biggest success with the, the DCEU. Um, yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen this one other than watching, you know, our video of it. So you have you actually watched Batman Hush? Yeah, I've watched. Yeah, I watched it as Is soon it, as it oh, came out on digital. How so, do you yeah. feel about it? How do you feel about this one in particular? It's not it's it's not as great as the other ones like it's it's just like a it's just kind of like telling a little bit of Batman's story. I think some of the other ones like uh uh the Batman Son of Batman and then like uh the Death of Superman was really great. Um and then the one that came out right before this was The Reign of Superman, which was really interesting cuz it uh it takes on like the man like who's going to take on the mantle of Superman and then oh wait, it's just going to be Superman, you know. And then there's uh, also the uh the Kingdom of Atlantis, I think, is one of them, uh, which is, yeah, the Throne of Atlantis, uh, which is great. And I think Jason Omar does a really great, uh, O'Mary, I may be saying his last name wrong, uh, does a really great Bruce Wayne Batman. Like, he's added a new, like, a little bit of a, more of a, like, a, not as, like, dramatic role, but, like, just add a little bit more humanity to the character, I guess. I don't Yeah, no, that's... Maybe rambling. No, no, it's good, because I haven't seen, I don't think Danae's seen it either so i was i was oh what am i supposed to be paying attention i'm sorry <laughs> yes today <laughs> you're recording a podcast uh yeah i just i was curious to hear kind of your thoughts on it so um so yeah no yeah. i appreciate that um as far as the video- well, jerry o'connell being superman though like never would have thought jerry o'connell uh uh would be a great like superman character and he has been for these movies so as far as the video goes uh boy boy is there some nightwing backlash in the comments uh we called nightwing uh what second rate robin discount robin or something like that and people did not take too kindly to us dissing on nightwing what do you think about that crazy uh to be honest i've never been a nightwing fan (laughs) Uh, i do (laughs) i do think that the damien character uh who is bruce's son in this series is a better Robin because like there's a fight scene in Batman, uh, Son of Batman, where Robin and uh, where Robin, Damian Robin and Nightwing fight, and it and he just Damian just owns Robin, and Damian's like 13. Yeah. So it's it, like to me like they've just made Nightwing kind of a weaker character. He's kind of like he's almost just the playboy superhero. Uh, for these movies, like he's just like because one he's uh he's usually in a romantic relationship or he's making some sort of like like sexy or like sexist comment or making like a sex joke of some sort. It just seems to be a lot of what his lines are, anyways. So basically, we're doubling down. We're doubling down on the Nightwing hate. So bring it, bring it on, Nightwing lovers. <laughs> I did like the the you know our channel commented Nightwing fans are fierce. Yeah, and so just sort of like at least giving. 
the the fans a chance to kind of go, yeah, we know we did that. Yeah. And, and so now there's comments kind of developing. I mean, they're not all nice, but there's there's comments <laughs> developing. Well, I didn't mean to indicate that all, it's. It, I mean, a lot of it seems in good fun to me. You know, people kind of know what the channel does, yeah. so it's not. You know, do they? <laughs> well, I think most people most do. People do yeah. I think they're they're certainly a, a group that do not understand what we do, but uh, but yeah, a lot of people do. I don't have a lot of experience with. Um, well, I mean, I just don't have time to consume a lot of of anything. I don't know if you guys. I'm a mom. I'm a new mom, so there's a lot to do. What? Creating Play-Doh. It's and, no excuse. Um, a child can raise itself. <laughs> so I haven't had a lot of time to um, get into like the Batman universe or comics or anything. Like My big Batman experience was the the series from, I think, like the 90s. Oh, the animated series? Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love I loved Batman more than any superhero when I was growing up. That was like my favorite. Um kind of world i think this animation style reminds me of that and i want like i would want to watch these and i would want to get into them it's fun so for me it's interesting because i'm watching it going oh i want to see this and then i'm also going oh yeah that's bad like the whole coming in and he and whoever was at nightwing was was on the bar the gymnastics bar and there's like the pommel horse over on the corner <laughs> like that kind of stuff just zooming in on that was so funny the pommel horse on the edge as an invitation to die <laughs> stuff like yeah. that like and then the other stuff that bothers me about like as i was kind of watching it the the split up between catwoman and why they split up and everything like that that would bother me too so it's kind of good to just go in knowing i'm going to be disappointed but wanting to watch it anyway <laughs> I think my favorite joke in the whole thing uh, was when they're talking about how many chemi- can one city have that many chemical plants, yeah. and then they close it by going asking for a Houston. And what I love about that joke is the research to know that Houston does have way too many chemical plants. And then you go into the comments, and people from Houston are like, "I was ready to, you know, comment," and then you, you know, ruined it by saying asking for a Houston. <laughs> so it's just it's perfect. It is. It, it's it's a. Um, it's a reminder of the kind of script level writing. This is another one that makes you just want to quit. <laughs> you know, they, they're probably going to happen all the time. Let's just be honest. I don't know that I'm ever going to get over <clears throat> my fear <laughs> of never, never reaching the bar. But I, I like when Jeremy and Chris write together. Yeah. Cause it yeah. happened again just recently. Yeah. And I find it to be so much They usually much write on one or together on at least one a month, uh, one or two a month Yeah, uh, that they write together. And then they write them. separately with the rest of us, obviously, right. at times, too. So, Which is terrifying. <laughs> I feel like that's how you can either tell that they really love or hate a movie is when, they work, when they're working on one together. Because oh, like, I know that they seem to, seem to like these animated, these animated movies. That's fascinating. I can never really tell. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is kind of the point. Uh, all, yeah. all right. Anything else about uh, Batman Hush? Uh, yeah. Oh, bring it on, Danae. What else oh, did yeah, you this, love? This this one has one of my favorite burns I've seen to date, which was it. the when um, Catwoman says, "Mind if I tag along?" And the sin was thing a few dozen YouTube channels said to CinemaSins a few years <laughs> after we got popular. I was like, oh, I haven't seen us dig anybody yet. That was so fun. I really enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> nice. I literally paused it and I had to just take a so <laughs> burn <laughs> to the whole thing. And so, well, the, but the good news is we were like, sure, whatever, <laughs> tag along. But it's still fun to kind of like jab at. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like that is more for the fans who don't realize 
that we were first no, or whatever. No, nobody yes, says that. I've seen that oh, two or three man. times just since starting. What? I know. <laughs> I know. That's You got to wonder how old those people are, though, too, sometimes. Sometimes it's like kids who just got internet access for the first time. Must so be. Like, what is this? So they re- they think that if they go to a channel first, then the channel came first. Yeah. I take it back. So I just, that one I loved because it's kind of like just a blanket statement. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a dig at other channels. It's yeah. just like a, I don't know. I really like that one. What about you, Creasy? Did you have anything else? Well, uh, the the bonded all the bondage jokes that uh, Catwoman seemed to have were pretty hilarious that we commented on. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned earlier the uh, the pegging one, which I <laughs> forgot about with the scar when he, like, she looks at his scars. Um, yeah, I have to say on the pegging joke, uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted me and said, "I bet this was a dicer joke," and oh, I think no. I'm getting this <laughs> reputation. <laughs> And can I just say, I am very proud to say, for once, I literally didn't know what this was. I literally had oh, to research man. this. You I, researched I literally, oh, to, no. my own, to, to my awkward. own horror, I literally had to research this. I shouldn't say that. Whatever. What people do in their own bedrooms, whatever. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I literally had to research this one. So, you know, naive for the oh, win, for once. I love it. So, yes. Strike that one in the Aaron is naive corner. Yeah, I don't. Aaron. I don't know. It. It's not always <laughs> me. It's not always me. Uh, what were you going to say, Creasy? You had uh, another one you wanted to mention. I had another one that was um, um, earlier in the mo- uh, the video, which is uh, the fi- the kid with the filthy mouth. I always love like when uh, when he kicks him and he curses, and then Jeremy comments on it, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, but. Jeremy, you 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 curse more in animated movies and kids movie sins than any other video ever. <laughs> like like it's something that we picked up on. It's like, do you notice they swear more when it's animated and there's a chi- and it's a child's movie? Like, is there a reason for that? Or- it could be. So, yeah. it could be just a natural reaction to the uh, juxtaposition, right? Like it it becomes. I think that that's what it is. When it's juxtaposed, uh, juxtaposed, no, juxtaposed, juxtaposed. Throw try to throw an extra syllable in there. Juxtaposongdosed. Uh, so yeah, I think that probably uh, yeah. has something well, to do with it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now are we done with Batman Hush? Uh, yep. Let's move on to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This- nope. No, you don't want to move on to Godzilla King of the Monsters. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, the video was 24 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, this one was uh, Atkinson's share joint. So Chris and Barrett wrote on this one. Let's talk about the movie first. Uh, I mean, I'm on record in multiple places in my movie criticism career of saying how bad I think this movie is. Uh, it is a huge disappointment for me. I was one of the defenders of Kong Skull Island. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, for what it was uh but this movie is just so lost in its in fact i will go ahead and pull one of the sins out to help summarize my opinion uh one of the sins says a stupid movie full of stupid stupidisms (laughs) it's kind of so eloquent so eloquently states uh how i feel about this movie um if it wants to be a monster movie where monsters fight each other it doesn't do that enough and if it wants to be a a more uh, nuanced and intelligent thought piece on conflict and tribalism, it doesn't do that well. Like it just it doesn't know what movie it wants to be, and it doesn't do either movie very well, in my opinion. So yeah, I really didn't enjoy it. I agree with that. Uh, I did, I mean the action scenes are great in the movie. Like I, f- I found like I wish there was more like wide like wide shots like uh, like we say in the video. I feel like they tried to double down on the Brian Cranston uh, 
issue because like they got these amazing actors to be in this movie, and then they give them this awful like storyline to work with, and it's just like okay. What does that have to do with monsters fighting? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's weird, just the weird drama and the weird character choices, and yeah, it's it's a very strange movie. Danae, did you ever see it? Did you end yeah. up seeing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a hard no. It's a hard no. I don't know that I've ever really been excited to see monsters fighting each other. Mm, but interesting. But I was connecting to that while watching the Sins movie thinking wouldn't it be great if we could actually see the monsters fighting and i feel like towards the end of the video you could see more like big monsters destroying stuff and fighting and you could kind of see their fights a little bit better so maybe they were trying to save those towards the end instead of give you like the full thing at the beginning i think that i think that's what they did but but they oh i didn't i didn't even like the way they shot the monster fights they were too close up you couldn't tell what was going on well yeah and i, and it, I liked how the uh, um who who was the script writer on this one this was chris and barrett okay so i, I like how chris and barrett were t- like comparing it to transformers yeah which is it had that feel like where it's just all cgi and it's right. so much it's happening you can't and, really yeah. focus on it but but in a different way where it had like the dark it's the whole sin about now we're introducing dark vision you yeah. know, where it's just we overlay everything with darkness so you can't see anything as much as i hate the action in transformers i think it's better than the action in godzilla king of monsters oh yeah by far like with the practical effects that are in transformers i think add to their quality just a little bit even though they're not great like i do you do you guys ever remember seeing the movie dragon wars no dragon. no so that's how bad the cgi was for for me like in certain spots especially when Ghidorah comes out of the ice I'm just like man why do I feel like I'm watching that B movie Dragon Wars all over again yeah yeah very unfortunate Um, well let's move on from that and talk about (laughs) the fun of the video Uh, yeah hey crazy before we go did did you edit any of these I review almost all the videos that come out of the out of the before they go off to the guys for review Um, I mean I mean, th- essentially with these videos, it's just like we get the script. It has the time codes in it with the lead ins. And then like sometimes there are like visual cues that we're given. And then like we can either decide to make those lead ins or not. Uh, and we try to do like little winks and nods here inside like the narration part of the edit. And, like, But we try to keep what's in the in on the visual screen to what Jeremy's Jeremy's talking about in the narration or what the script itself is talking about. I mean, essentially, these are just kind of like really like easy kind of assembly edits. They're just taxing because of how long it takes to make them. When I first uh, took over doing Cinema Sins all by myself, they were we were doing like 172 uh, cents scripts always. So like a a normal edit would take me like an eight to nine hour day just to like knock it out. It just comes down to like chopping everything up, making sure everything like looks uh, really nice and everything's flowing really well. And sometimes that's really hard considering some of the n- newer styles of editing are very like, you know, just quick, quick cuts and like, especially with fighting scenes. Um, it, and Godzilla is one of the worst about this. Like, we're gonna we're gonna look here and then we're gonna look there and then we're gonna be here and then we're gonna do a wide shot and then we're gonna do a close up. So it was like, so we try to make it visually interesting. There's little things like that, especially uh, on a big action film like Godzilla. Like, we tend to take our time with uh, the action scene cuts, or like slow them down to a good bit, so we're, like you can take in all the visual information that is in the scene in the scene itself. 
Yeah, and that's actually really appreciated. Um, we go through several processes. So after the video is done, then it comes back to the writing team for us all to look at our eyes on and make sure that their narration matches up with the video and that the sin count is right. And we still miss stuff from time to time, but it goes through, as you guys can tell, a lot of eyeballs before it ever gets to YouTube. And there are some times when it's like, hey, could you slow that down a little bit so that by the time the narrator gets to this word, you know, it really punches it home. And so it's like all of us sort of working together to try to, you know, bring the script to life and and make it, yeah. you know, make it fun. What are some of the, your favorite jokes from uh, the Godzilla movie? Uh, mine personally, what was she brought it up was the how dark everything was. Uh, the CGI sin, like that is just like spot on, just like one of my favorite. Like whenever we can talk about uh, visual effects in these things, it always cracks me up because like. I lo- I don't granted I'm not a great visual effects artist but like I have an eye for it and for some reason just every time we talk like I can just like yes that cuz like if it doesn't hold up over time it's not great visual effects I mean cuz you look at Jurassic Park 1994 and like those still hold up like those everything in that just still feels great um so like those always ha- kind of hit my funny bone um there was one that we kind of missed uh that I, we didn't have in the video but i really wish we would have commented on uh bradley whitford's character makes a comment in the movie where he's uh where he goes uh, uh i think it's uh kyle chandler's character uh says are you recording this and he goes i record everything i record everything <laughs> everything <laughs> Yeah, and and then, like there's just this little awkward glance between the two of them, and they're like, "Yeah, I just realized what you said, and that's very disturbing." But let's get back to this giant epic monster battle that's going on in front of us. Uh, there's something to be learned yeah. about that. If you want to reveal something awkward about yourself, do it whenever there's like a monster battle happening. So it's just sort of like <laughs> you sort of slide it in there, and then you have to move on because there's something major. And there's the sin. You just wrote yeah. the sin for that moment, right? <laughs> that, that's when you reveal something really horrible and awkward about yourself. Yeah. Right then. Just yeah. yeah. I in fact, just have a big monster fight clip on your phone available at any time. Yes. And then whenever you <laughs> accidentally say something awkward or reveal something you don't want people to know, distract say, them immediately. Watch these monsters fight. <laughs> people won't even know. That's right. They'll totally forget. Mm-hmm. Uh Godzilla can smell these people are good. Uh made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh the juicing, the MLB uh in the MLB stadium was very funny. Uh mm-hmm. and uh of course commenting on eleven. Yes. Your powers don't work here. Yep. Uh yeah, all you good just stuff. Mentioned all the ones that I like too. Well, you're welcome, Danae. I'm here to steal uh your favorite jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I found this video hilarious. I thought it was a great job. Uh I when I saw it, it was twenty four minutes long, that there's always that piece of me that's like, oh, twenty really? I'm gonna spend the next twenty five minutes watching. Didn't feel like that at all during the video. I was happy the entire way. So You um, should go express that in the comments. Really? <laughs> twenty some minutes of my life, I'll never get back. Oh never mind. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Did you guys uh, also see in the comments everybody commenting about Rodan when like in the in the sin we mentioned like the city's burning, so why is Rodan still alive? And everybody's like, He's a fire demon. He he bleeds lava and i'm just like forget it (laughs) it. uh yeah uh anything else about king of monsters oh he loved her back to life oh man okay and that's it oh man that's it that movie i'm i'm ready to be done thinking about this movie let's do it let's move on to the next thing all right let's move on to (laughs) keeping tabs 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to pick uh, something from the editing process, uh, tabs we can remember having open, deleted sins, mm-hmm. embarrassing searches, all that kind of stuff goes here. Um, we each get to pick one. Um, Creasy, did you pick something for keeping tabs? Uh, I really didn't have anything, unfortunately, just because like, for us, it's uh, it, we kind of just go off the script. So like, there wasn't anything too... Like, off the beaten path sure. for us. That's why I wondered. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, I wondered. Yeah. Uh, Danae, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go. Um, all right, let's talk about period taboo. Oh, um, great. So let's Excellent. get serious just for a second before I talk about my search. Uh, we, Our culture definitely has a period taboo. And Danae, you actually are one of the first people to write a period joke in a sins script. You're welcome. Uh, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate having a woman on the writing staff uh, because of that. Uh, but I did a search for euphemisms for a woman's period. Oh. And I just want to admit up front. It flows coming to town. Exactly. Those kind of things. Yeah. I, I want to admit, uh, and this was for the uh, the moment when the guys know when the girls' periods are. It's kind of like, there's period taboo in the episode because they never mention it. In the Friends episode. In yeah. the Friends episode, yeah. But you kind of know what they're talking about. Um, so the sin was, it was check-in day at the Red Roof Inn, which was my favorite uh, euphemism that I found. You did great. Uh, but I, before we get into it, I do want to say that you You're can, not a female. I am not a female. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and and also that I think it is very important that we create quit treating this like something that can't be talked about like period taboo okay, is okay 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 but historic like like you don't understand like it's just it's disgusting and embarrassing <laughs> you you will yeah, never but- understand what it is like to just be sitting there in your life and then all of a sudden feel warm gush out of right. yes that's a word and i'm sorry if it triggered you and then in front of all of your friends or whoever you stand up and you are bloody like right. it's just something you don't want to talk about it is sure. not great 
Sure. It's not great. But you shouldn't feel ashamed of it. Like, it's not like it's a natural yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. The difference is, you know, understanding, sure, I feel gross or, you know, whatever is different than I'm sorry. Like, you, you don't have to be sorry. Like, it's okay. You know? I, I feel like it's the same it thing. It is a bodily as, function. It That's is right. a bodily function. And I appreciate that. Um, it, it would be like if somebody has an accident in school, like they pee themselves or something. Or somebody sneezes and snot comes out of their nose. Right. It should be something as simple as like, instead of going, ew, gross. Exactly. It should be a, do you, That's need, all I'm a, saying. Do you need a tissue? Or That's all I'm saying. Or perhaps don't wear white when you're about to start your period. Right. Or perhaps no when you're about to you know start your period. Or perhaps just <laughs> skip school for a whole week. <laughs> Is that where the white after Labor Day thing comes from? <laughs> I've always wondered about that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> sure. Sure, Chrissy. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, so anyway, I just don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> Let's get to uh, some of my favorite euphemisms. Mm, uh, good stuff. Unless you don't want me to today. Unless no, you... I love this. Okay. I, I love this so much. I'm, uh, I'm all about normalizing uh, body function. All right. Uh, experiencing the red wedding uh, is is one of them that people that's say. That's a little no, too much. No, 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 <laughs> I'm already offended. Uh, I'm going to be listening to the cranberries for a couple days. I like that one. Um, so let's see. I'm having the painters in. Nope. Don't like that one at all. <laughs> I'm experiencing the girl flu. Nope. Have you heard that one? Nope. No? No? Mm. Uh, Shark Week, I think, is one people Definitely have heard. Definitely don't like that one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Aaron. Good. Appreciate that visual. Great. Now a uh, shark. Great. I didn't order the code red. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> I like that one, yeah. Why does that make me cringe and not the name? That's <laughs> And this is one I think I've heard you use. Maybe you even used it in that friend script. Moon time. The, the moon door. Yeah, the moon I, door. I made it up when the... during Game of Thrones. It was the moon door. Yeah. 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 And, and that and it took that one took me a second because we cycle to the moon. You cycle to the moon. And I did, it didn't yeah. think about it in that way. So, yeah, uh, that one was interesting to me, too. Moon time. I, I loved there was one day uh, that I had a conversation. I, I am the kind of friend for guys that they can ask whatever. And it's like not a big deal. Right. And so I would regularly get questions about like body function one of them being periods and when i told my friend that we cycle to the moon he thought that i was just bsing he got really mad at me <laughs> he got mad at you yeah because it's like i thought that i could ask you anything what and are you answer. a werewolf now now you're telling me you cycle to the moon <laughs> like some magical thing and i'm like okay <laughs> Okay, go just go ask somebody it else. It does feel very magical. You have to admit that's well, that's really interesting. Women are magical. It's wow. And that's why we shouldn't be ashamed of our stuff. I I think the period is fascinating because not it's not only the moon thing, but like sinking cycles is a thing. Like your body <laughs> chooses in some way or another um, when alpha? to do this. <laughs> this it's it's mind blowing. It's not something. It seems involuntary, right? And it seems like it's something that happens periodically. That's where the word comes from. But at the same time, it changes based on your environment. Yep. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the first time that you can change it. A friend of uh, uh, a friend of mine's daughter called. She was asking questions about her body because she was more Mm -hmm. comfortable talking to me. I'm the body expert. I don't know how. (laughs) And she had just moved into a dorm. And she was like all out of crazy, just feeling really crazy. And I was like, well, are you around only women? Yeah. Okay. Well, did you know that once you get around other women, you kind of sync cycles and there's like this hormone like 
barragement and mm-hmm. she had no idea. So then after about a couple it's months, wild. two or three months, everything kind of just got all evened out. I've also come to understand that guys have a cycle as well, mm-hmm. a, hormon- a homo- hormonal cycle. Mm-hmm. There just isn't as much of a physical response to it. And there's no it. cool words for it. Right. Yeah. What would you call that? <laughs> the geichel. The geichel. <laughs> That's a good start. It's it's, it's the start. It's no, horrible. It's the start of a list. Sorry, guys. I'm on my Geico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What did I step into over here? <laughs> yeah. Creasy's like, I didn't know when I, I agreed that up. this is where we were going. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, that no, is- I mean, I grew up with my mom and my sister. So, I mean, it was. I mean, there were many times where I was asked, go run down to the Walgreens and pick up some tampons. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Say that, but, yeah. Like, it is yeah. in that's in that's what to to kind of go uh, full cycle, full circle um, to the beginning. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about with pop culture does, where it's like the guy has to hide that he's buying the tampons, you know, or whatever. And it's just like I don't know. We do this thing where we make it, you know, embarrassing or shameful. And it's just like, do you get embarrassed I, when you buy Kleenexes? You know, like I don't know, or toilet paper. Toilet paper would be pretty embarrassing, right? Like. It's weird not, to me. Not as embarrassing as buying adult diapers, I think. Like, <laughs> that's. That, but it yeah. shouldn't be. Like even though, and you're right, it shouldn't be. But still, sometimes you just got to be like, I'm gonna buy this blanket and then this box that's underneath it. So just scan the scan them at the same time. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, anyways, that's my keeping tabs. Danae, what do you got? So I wrote on Big Big Theory, and the one that I spent the most time looking up was the fun fact. Humans, in general, can't process corn. Ah, yes. So this is actually the one that you added the nerds thing on. And uh-huh. I just, so so here's what I wrote, and then you say what you added. Okay. Okay. So I wrote, fun fact, humans, in general, can't process corn. Well, technically, we can digest part of it, but our body doesn't have the bacteria necessary to digest the cellulose or the pericarp. Look at me flexing my nerd knowledge on the nerds. Who's the nerd now, nerd? And now you're taking credit for the entire joke. <laughs> I did not take credit for the <laughs> entire joke. Like, I said joke. it was the one joke. thing I added. I just said. <laughs> you up i set you up <laughs> oh she set me up. i set you up no but that was interesting because i remember being told that we have a hard time processing corn um and specifically don't feed corn to young children mm-hmm. like just wait until they're older like we can process it it's fine it doesn't necessarily hurt us but it also just sits inside of our intestines yeah. and when you're really little it's not really good to back up your intestines with stuff that it's not needed there and so when uh sheldon was you know making a stab at his friend i was like wait a second can anybody process corn so then i went and learned all about how yes we can but it's like the inside of the corn because the outside the husk is what has to last out there to mm-hmm. plant to be the seed for the next you corn. You got it, yeah. Which is why you know when birds eat it and then they you know fly and then they poop someplace else and corn pops up. You know, so we're all just doing our part, except for we should poop out in the nature. Did so, you did you just say corn pops? Oh, that's disgusting. Because so I, I, I like corn pops. <laughs> I <cereal>. do too. <laughs> you didn't know that's how it was made, though, did you? <laughs> no. It's like that one coffee. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> coffee or yeah. whatever. Well, I don't think corn has any nutritional value anymore either. Like, I think we've bred the nutritional value out of it. You know, that's actually like, true for most of our fruits and vegetables is that our soil is so depleted of nutrients that a lot of our fruits and vegetables, they can technically do contain nutrition, but not a lot, which is why I hmm. take, I'm just going to say it, I take Juice Plus. <laughs> uh, and she has some she'll sell you if you want to contact that's her. That's actually true. Because <laughs> um, I, I want to take additional fruits and vegetables. 
to try to have, give something to my body. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. It's A lot of our food lacks nutrition. There is a balance in understanding how nutrition works that I've been finding out a lot about in my recent eating habits. Uh, I have a close friend who stopped eating corn, which, by the way, is not easy. Because corn is in a lot. Yes. Uh, we it's use corn in, for sugars. We mm, use corn for starch. Yeah. We use, I mean, it's it's in a lot of stuff. And she was talking about how since she stopped uh, eating corn, her back pain went away, different things in her body changed, those kind of things. And I, as usual, was skeptical about that. Uh, and I stopped eating all corn products for a different reason, just kind of zoning in my diet and I kind of had the same experience. Like, I f- started feeling a lot healthier. Um, On behalf of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. Okay, now listen. I'm not that jerk. I'm not, I'm not like, in the face going, you. you're wrong. No, I listen and I take it in. And internally, I go, hmm, I'm not sure about that. Uh-huh. I don't believe you. I was excited to uh, let her know that I kind of had a similar experience and just say, and I think that's that's fair. There are just certain things that our body doesn't need and, you know, it can kind of gum stuff up. So, well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, like I've been I've been going on a diet for the last couple months and the, just trying to cut dairy out has been a painful process because apparently like the human body can process dairy. It's just not supposed to at this age. So it's just like, well, you know what? I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are certain things that just gum up our system. And the more research that comes out about how to just use your body, like use food as fuel effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mediterranean diet is a really good kind of shout diet out to, to Whole toward. Thirty. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and again, just as a way to zone in on my diet and figure out the most nutrient based stuff. And basically, I mean, the idea is just eat natural stuff. You know, eat, eat stuff that is uh, you know fruits, vegetables. Meats, proteins. Can yeah. I just, just totally go off the rails here? Well, I mean, your name is Danae Hughes. Okay, so I just picked up this. <laughs> I picked up this pen, and it says "Beautiful Boy." Uh huh. What's What's this from? That's from a movie. Oh, a movie called "Beautiful Boy." Okay. Because movies send me stuff. <laughs> I was like, I just, it, it's a really nice pen. It is a very nice pen. It's extremely heavy. It's it's metallic. Here, I'm ready to do one of my favorite things. You ready for you ready for this? Today, I gave you that pen as a gift after I got it. You did? Because I said, this is a nice pen, and I know you like nice pens. That's why it's in my drawer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why does it say beautiful boy on it? <laughs> That is one of your favorite things is to it's remind me. Reminding you, yes, of things you have forgotten. Well, how long has Beautiful Boy been out? I don't know. Creasy, when did Beautiful Boy come out? It seems like that was either last year, maybe the year before. I want to say it came out early this year, actually, but... No, I think it was like 2018. Gosh, this is a nice pen. Thanks, October 10th, 2018, so almost exactly a year ago. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wow, yeah. And I would have gotten that pen yeah. probably around end of November hey, last year. Hey, thank you, man. That's <laughs> You're super welcome. nice. Yeah, it was actually uh, your birthday gift last year, oh. um, right around your birthday. So. <laughs> All right, sorry about Enjoy that. Enjoy this pen. Uh, Happy birthday. Thanks. That's right. Thank you, thank you it so much. It says a lot about me that I give, you know, free things that okay. people send me to others as birthday <laughs> gifts <laughs> you have you've given me you're like, the best re-gifter i you am are. man i am they're cool though because they're like movie that's things. how i feel like i there are a lot of people in my life that i that i give really cool movie related stuff because they just send okay. it to me hey i don't i know you like journals have this journal that's right i and i it's do thoughtful. love pens i think it's really thoughtful this pen is dangerous man this could hurt somebody it's so heavy <laughs> also a reason i gave it to you <gasps> as a weapon oh 
you know me so well. Uh, well, thank you, Danae, for derailing us. Hey, no problem. Let's Much get back appreci- to it. We were on keeping tabs, but I actually didn't have anything else this week. Okay. Did you? No, I think we're good. We can move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, let's each pick a comment or two to respond from the uh, week's videos. We can also include general feedback here as well. Although in this case, we're going to talk to Creasy a little bit about what he does at Made In. Uh, but first, let's look at some comments from the week's videos. I just have one this week. Danae, how many do you have? Twelve. Danae has twelve, so <laughs> just start listing Ooh. them so we can get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, te- I've got one as well. Uh, oh, really? Well, maybe you guys should just go and then yeah. I'll just and then just let you go on a rant oh oh, oh, i'll do one and then you guys do one and then i'll go on a rant does that sound okay i'll start you start yeah and then you two go and then i'll have a little rant all right i just the the danger is if you start and you steal our only one oh that's true that is the only danger okay that's true okay you're right you're right all Um, right go ahead i'll go first uh, this this just gave me a smile and look if there's any well defined way to make sure your comment shows up on behind the scenes, <gasps> give us a shout out. Is like I'm this, just saying, is, I'm just saying. Is this from X Bicker? Yes. Yay! I was gonna steal yours. <laughs> I figured you might. <laughs> Uh, because it was in Music from Behind, and it was Danae's classic thing where she looks for somebody who didn't realize the video was fake until a certain part, and says, I wasn't sure if this was real until the family ecto-containment chamber part. Then I knew it was. And then, many spaces down, oh, it says, hi, hi B-team. B-team. We just got trolled, uh, which I love. Yeah. Uh, so, And I, I love that people are just calling us B-team now. It I makes know. me so happy. I know. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you, that's your your shout out on behind the scenes. Uh, what did you have, Creasy? I don't. Do you guys say the names of the usernames? If, if, if we can pronounce them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is super, super easy. It's Jesse Jensen. She's like, uh, this is from uh, Godzilla, uh, King of Monsters. It's uh, Minnesota was mentioned. Thank you. This makes me more happy than you uh, can imagine. I was just like, man, is Minnesota really just not talked about it all that much? Or is it just that boring there? It's just, I really enjoyed like, yes, Minnesota made it into a CinemaSins video. Yeah, it's kind of like that thing at like a stand-up comedy show or wherever where they just barely mention a city or a state in like half the crowd or like three random people in the back like holler and it's like we have this human thing where when we hear the place we're from it's like somehow validating to us like what is that we're on the map like that happened in the same general geographical location that i was raised in (laughs) and we don't do that when it's like just mention of like homo sapiens right yeah like the whole world isn't like that's us (laughs) man it really is a testament to how deeply ingrained tribalism is right like this idea that we identify with a certain geography um is a man it's fascinating to me and i'm i I mean that's part of the reason football is so popular right yeah sports in general sports in general play on this a lot sports 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 (laughs) sorry just i i still have to practice to make sure i'm sounding super relevant in sports season time. Uh, those are some of my favorite con- uh, comments too, Creasy, are the ones where people will pick up on something that like is particular to them and they're just like, yeah, shout out yeah. to Minnesota. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Well, I just felt like Minnesota, like I just imagined her a Minnesota accent, like, and then I just imagined, thank you so much for that. <laughs> just, oh yeah, that's just great there. That was really good. That was, are you from Minnesota? Uh, no, uh, I, we used to, when I was a kid, we used to have this joke, it's like, oh, I was driving down the road the other day and I hit a Canadian moose. <laughs> 
It's very Canadian. Yeah. Very Canadian. I loved Fargo as a kid, so like, yeah. Even though that's Dakota, so yeah. is there's something so funny about the Canadian accent? Uh, and when I say funny, I mean like interesting for me because so much of the people who I heard growing up using a Canadian accent were in comedies. So like Strange Brew or, you know, uh, Jeff Daniels uh, did one about the UP, the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Um, just anyways, anytime somebody had a Canadian accent, uh, it was usually a hilarious thing that if I ever see a clip of like a news show or somebody talking about something serious with a Cana- uh, Canadian accent, I can't take it seriously. I just I start giggling because <laughs> no, you would love Letterkenny then, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes me laugh so much. Uh, all right, Danae, you ready to go on your uh, your tirade of comments? Yes, this is from um, The Big Bang Theory. I didn't get the name, but it was the first sin should have been something to the effect of why is Sheldon a theoretical physicist describing to Leonard an experimental physicist, one of the most widely known experiments having to do with the foundation of physics. Not only should the roles be reversed, but it's an experiment done in the first year bachelor classes. These two have doctorates. High school seniors thinking about becoming engineers or physicists would know about that experiment. (laughs) So I love this comment standalone because obviously I found a smart person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then it became a whole like conversation thread underneath of basically super smart people talking to each other and let's just say let's just pause and say super duper smart people watch cinema sins yeah all right continue on yeah Yeah. we we're your people too Uh, we set a high bar. <laughs> we do. Uh, right as you said that, somebody writes, I love penis in our Discord. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that is that is CinemaSins. That sounds about right. That yep. sounds about right. Uh, Both things. Yep, they, they can coexist. Both things can be true. Uh, one of the, uh, I will actually only read um, a couple more of the comment thread, but I found this really interesting. So then Rhett responds with by saying, you've uncovered the reason why actual engineers hate this show, but love Silicon Valley. Funny mm. thing is, I've used this as an example for my non-engineer friends uh, and that they just kind of stare at me blankly. One of them is a firefighter. And I said, try to imagine if a scene opened up with two firefighters talking about how fire burns. You see, fire requires oxygen and combustible materials to use as fuel. It's actually a rapid process about oxygen. <laughs> so again trying to kind of showcase why this show is kind of annoying to the to the smart smart people right uh and then more people are talking about you know sheldon assumes that everyone is stupid that's why this makes sense and i'm a biology student and i hate physics and still don't know about this experiment so you know this is for me too and the comments continue on with running jokes and it just kind of gave a little back uh more of a view into why this show is lovable and hateable to mm-hmm. to different audiences, which I didn't understand until I got into the comments. So I love the comments for that very, very reason. That was, that was great. See, my rant wasn't too long today. No, no. I did pretty good. That was great. That's Thanks. it? That's it. That's pretty much one comment. Well, it was multiple within one. Sure. No, we count that. Oh, okay. That's, okay. that's a nice little loophole you can always oh, use. Okay. okay. Yeah, if there's replies, those get to count. Oh, for sure. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Nice. This is like a, when I was talking about us making up rules earlier. Uh-huh. This is what I'm talking about. Very just, nice. Good. Let's, let's set a timer, <laughs> and then it, in 12 seconds, it'll be 50 seconds longer. What? Like the Friends video. Oh yes. Keep up with me, people. I have no idea what kind of weird, magical, new age mumbo jumbo <laughs> you're speaking over there. 
But uh, but okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's move on to uh, the question for the week, which is more of an interview since Creasy is joining us from Yay! Made In. Um, yeah. And has graciously agreed to let us grill him about what it's like to, to be over there at Made In. I guess the first thing people will probably want to know is how this relationship started. You know, what does Made In do in general for CinemaSins? Like, what what is that relationship uh, as far as... How did you come to the job yeah yeah all that stuff start with kind of the general and then kind of move into your own specifics am i, I technically your boss <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm kidding that was a joke. no that's the most important question <laughs> that's that's that, that's Danae's most important yes, question yes am I your boss? can i order you around uh, i ask myself that question a lot too who is Danae and why is she no. uh no i've i've been with uh, made in network for probably going on probably five years a little probably a little less than that uh i originally started as an intern uh i graduated college in 2014 uh, uh from uh just a little art school here in nashville uh and i started out on music uh video sins so like i helped like get all the first couple videos together and launched uh and then from that i kind of worked as a freelance uh editor while working like two other jobs while because uh, at the time made in was a really small company at the time we were it was only like five four or five people but uh yeah that that's kind of where i started and then uh as soon as i came on full staff i started doing all like pretty much handling most of the cinema sins edit and then as uh most people uh will remember uh like some of the earlier years at mvs were very like old like old school videos like uh hungry like the wolf and stuff like that my first video was uh the Taylor Swift and uh, Party in the USA, uh, and then also the Everybody Talks. And I can't tell you how many times I had to re-edit Everybody Talks. <laughs> it was uh, an experience. I literally hear that song now and cringe. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was, uh, there was another one, uh, Take On Me too. Like Take On Me we didn't release until much later, but it was one of the first videos I ever edited. For somehow, for some reason, because I wasn't working in the office, but I was dropping off my project files, like somehow the entire project file got lost. So I had to re-edit it, and we had to redo all the notes oh, and everything. So no. I was like, "Used to be one of my favorite songs, not anymore." What is it? What is that process like for people? You know, people may be curious, like, how does like a general script find its way yeah, so, to YouTube? Pretty much what, uh, so I, yeah, I am uh, the the pro right now is what I'm known as the project manager. So I. Make sure uh, everybody has an assignment and, like, we're getting edits out on time. Uh, and the way this happens is, like, we'll get scripts in. Uh, and usually what we'll do is we'll get scripts and footage together. Uh, and we'll start cutting that up uh, and creating all the textiles and stuff that like that from the script. And just kind of get a preliminary uh, pre-edit together. Um, that sometimes doesn't happen. Sometimes uh, just due to people's schedules, we get everything all in at once and we just build it from the top down. Uh, that's used, that used to be the way it was uh, back when we had fewer people working uh, on the team. Now what happens is someone usually pre-edits, pre uh, does a pre-edit, which is just cutting up everything. Jeremy will send in VO, and then someone will uh, do the assembly, and then someone will come back in, uh, review that edit, uh, take a look at it, make any subtle changes to it, and then we'll send it off to you guys, uh, the writers, for your notes and any any sin cuts and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, any pickups that we may need from Jeremy and stuff like that, we note as well. So a pick and that's kind of the flow. And then... Uh, the, we realize something in the process of like editing or whatever where the narrator has to redo a line 
essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a just a narration pickup uh and like sometimes that could be we're changing a scene altogether or like oh he f- uh, messed up a word so we need the narrator to do something uh, different here. So with I mean and can I just say uh shout out to Jeremy for as many scripts as he reads every week. His his uh rate of mistakes is very low <laughs> like i'm super yeah. impressed yeah with and oftentimes i've noticed it's actually our mistake like we forgot to tell him how to pronounce something yeah. specifically and yeah. then he has to do it again so yeah cutting up his vo is fun sometimes uh because like uh you can tell when he's like frustrated with a script or a word because <laughs> uh and you can tell like when he's just like okay we gotta we gotta we gotta change how we write these because he'll just have he has like these mini conversations with the the editor um, and of course they're all one sided, but he's like, and then he's just like, you get me, you understand. <laughs> uh, uh, he doesn't say that exactly sometimes, but like sometimes he'll just say certain things. He's like, I'm so sorry that you have to listen to me rant. Uh, so yeah. Like what are some of your favorite, you know, memories of your job? Uh, well, I mean, there, there are tons of different moments. Uh, I mean, uh, there's always, a, it's always really great when we can read the comments and like really see that people have grown passionate about like, uh, like some of the edits and like uh, us on the back end team, we're not really seeking attention. We're just like, you know, this is what we've what we've got. We're putting it out there. Here you go, enjoy it. Um, I've I've Fate of the uh, I think Fate of the Furious was one of my favorites because it was one of the times where I got to like where we I kind of got to play with the sin counter a little bit where we killed it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and the, like if you were like this was right before we did a Comic Con here in. Uh, Nashville, which you came up for, Aaron. Yep. Uh, I've ma- I made it flash like really quickly in the glitch. I was like, "Help me, please!" And I was kind of like, "I was like, oh man, I hope somebody sees this." Granted, I put it in with the total expectation that no one would ever see it. But as soon as some of the fans started hitting the booth, he's like, "Were you the one who put that in there?" I was like, "Yes, someone <laughs> saw it." I'm so happy. Um, I love the fact that you guys are willing to let us play with the form. Uh, it's been one of my favorite things uh, over this last year. Uh, by the way, I'm. I'm celebrating my year anniversary uh, working for nice. yeah well congratulations Simpsons, happy happy um, full time uh, in my two year anniversary uh, for working with Cinemasins altogether and I haven't been fired yet <laughs> no you haven't so. neither, neither have I and and crazy you're here too it's just celebrate we're all just celebrating we're all celebrating uh, yeah but anyways celebrating. one of my favorite things is how you guys are so willing to bring our vision to life. Yeah. Uh, I specifically think of the Red Wedding in the Game of Thrones video. Uh, I you know, had this idea of the Sin Counter trying to keep up with Jeremy's emotional state uh, at the end of that video as people are dying, and, and yet it's so amazing. And so, like, it's that conflicting, you know, euphoria as well as tragedy. And so the Sin Counter's, like, going up and down, and, like, that kind of stuff is... Or the end of the Sopranos video as well, like, where we played with the timing on, the you know, the black out in the ding and i just love that you guys are like so game for that stuff it just makes it really fun yeah well we're always down for an editing challenge like that's the thing like these i mean when you talk about editing in general these relatively are just assembly edits um but and then anytime we get to do anything graphically or visually it's always a little fun like uh in the uh what is it the con air video uh the like I don't know why I did it, but I spent probably 15 minutes trying to get that arrow to follow that cigarette <laughs> being thrown down. 
because I was like, I'm gonna get this. This thing is gonna it's gonna disappear and everything. Like it's just one of those things. Like we love to try to do a little challenge here and there. And anytime like you guys throw in like um, uh, the cut to uh, like the uh, off of air stuff like that, we kind of enjoy it. Uh, it throws us for a loop sometimes because we're not expecting it. And then like uh, also it's also enjoyable because like hey, we get to throw a breath of fresh air into an edit. Like cool because. These do start to blend together for us after a while. Oh, like sure. we're doing so many of them. Yeah. Like there, there are times where people would ask me, like, "What are you working on right now?" And I'm just like, "What's coming out next?" <laughs> yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. We're the same way because we're you know we're writing scripts. That's two why weeks I made a out, calendar. And, yeah, we're writing scripts two yeah. weeks out. The edits do a week out now. Um, so yeah, it's 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 crazy. A huge props on the little stuff that nobody notices. Uh, there are times when you have to, you know, because of a audio fragment or a video fragment, you have to, you know, cut out several frames of video and rate stretch it and still try to match it with the audio and like not to get too detailed on editing stuff, but people don't realize. Yeah all the little details to make it look interesting instead of like jumbled and messy. I'm just like curious and we probably couldn't answer this just off the top of our heads. Maybe we can. Let's find out. But if you think about it, like the writing process, the narration process, the editing process, and then after that, the review process, and then the posting process. That's kind of, I mean, in my brain, that's the quick five. Sure. Yeah. I wonder how many hours goes into how many man hours per video. Yeah, um, it would be an interesting thing to pick. You got to figure both script writers are yeah. probably writing at least three or four. Well, there needs to be. It would need to be for like a TV, and, and then the the movie. There would be. A I think you just do time. it for the movie because it's you know kind yeah. of the longer one and the one more people know. Because like, I know for me, I, I for my writing process, sometimes I'll have sixteen hours in one just. Cause that's I'm, on the top end because I'm, yeah. I'm new. <laughs> so let's shave it down and say 10. <laughs> yeah. I I've told people for me, I've gotten it down to like four X, um, which basically means four times, whatever the material is. So an hour and a half movie will usually take me, you know, six, six hours. hours, something like that. Uh, so let's say on conservatively, both writers take about six or seven hours. I wonder how long it would take. Uh, so that's 12, let's say 12 hours mm -hmm. for writing on one mm -hmm. script. Right. And then I wonder how long it takes, uh, Jeremy to narrate. I'm guessing about the length of the video, maybe a few minutes longer. It's like so, 30 minutes. Usually. Yeah. Usually it's about 30 minutes to 19 minutes, just depending on like, uh, just depending on one, the length of the video, are there any difficult lines in it? How many times does he have to do an additional line read? So we're about 12 uh, and a half. Gracie, about how long yeah, uh, exactly. ish do you think it takes to edit a, a movie? Yeah, let's say a Cinecense. typical 90 minute movie, uh, you know, so a typical 17 minute, you know, video about how many man hours uh, are you guys spending on it? Well, the, on us, uh, for us, it's different depending on the level of the editor. So, sure. like uh, an entry level editor, uh, usually it'll take maybe w uh, one to two days to put together like a really large uh, cinema sin script. Uh, when I started, we were, like I said, we were doing like a hundred and seventy something sins, and it would take me uh, eight hours to just finish this uh, finish, and then have uh, and then Brad would review it the next day. So you're looking at probably a good 10 hours of just edit and review time for on our end. I uh, When the script started slowing down and then when I became a better editor, I could knock out a sin script in less than six hours and then uh, Brad could review it. So it would be a normal eight-hour day. So we'll say uh, like – we'll just say 10. Yeah, we'll say, say like 10. A 10 hours. Yeah. So that's, that, yeah, that's so the yeah. writing – uh, the editing, the first editing. Mm -hmm. and then there's the, the review process. process. The review process, probably what, like an hour? 
Well, it, they'll send us. Okay, so if we're doing the movies, then we do an edit mm-hmm. uh, of the movies, which usually takes me two to three hours. Okay. To kind of fine tune stuff, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then there's that review process, which you can tag on another maybe. I guess there's several of us doing it, so go yeah. ahead and tag another couple hours on just because it's, you know, four people doing half hour of work. Okay. Uh, and, and then the posting. And then... And social and stuff. Yeah, probably just another hour or so. So we're we're basically at about 28 and a half to 29 hours. Man hours. So let's say 30 just to make us sound really amazing. <laughs> so for one 20-minute video, approximately 30 hours of work goes into that. That's, yeah. That sounds yeah. about right, and then, actually. And then we're doing six videos a week. Now, some of those aren't as long as the movies are, but but yeah, you you get a sense that there's a lot of people working hard to, to keep the content flowing. So And we love doing it. And yeah. we love making you guys laugh. And we love the community. That's why we do it. We do it yeah. because, you know, your guys' oh, yeah. comments and feedback, it just fuels us on. So... Thanks, guys, so much for the, for that. The fans are the greatest part of this. It, like, truly. Uh, meeting, meeting them in person at, like, Sins Week and then meeting them in person, like, the the one Comic-Con we did was, it was, it, you know, it kind of almost brings you to tears a little bit because you're like, somebody, like you, granted, we see the numbers on these videos. Like, yes, these have a million views. Yes, these, but, like, you don't really connect with that until, like, you see someone, like, just go fanboy on, on you a little bit. Just, uh... It, it, it kind of like it, it's just a little heartwarming feeling sometimes. Well, and and we get those those emails and those messages all the time as well from people who are just like, I was in a dark place in my life, and your videos gave me a smile and gave me a laugh. You know, like it's 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 really easy to underestimate the power of humor. You know, and just the power yeah. of having uh, to just be that kind of fun for somebody. So yeah, the fans make it all worthwhile for sure. Absolutely. Um, Chrissy, did you have anything else you wanted to say about kind of the whole process or made in or anything before we kind of move on? Uh, no, you did ask what made in was originally. And so as of right now, we're an an MCN, so we're a multi-channel network. Uh, we're kind of evolving into something else as a company. We're kind of growing right now, but, uh, I mean, that's going to be our bread and butter for a while. Like we manage a lot of different channels, uh, out there, I won't name drop because that that's not you know what I I don't do that kind of thing. Uh, but like we do manage some pretty big channels, and CinemaSins was the start of that. And you know like they they've they've been a family for us, and you know it's been a great team to be a part of, and it's been a really great growth process for me as a filmmaker and editor uh, and artist because like you know I started as an intern, now I'm now I'm you know running the project, so it's it's been really great. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for giving a glimpse into it because I know that, you know, some people think that Jeremy does everything from start to finish. I know. It's so funny to see those comments still. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice for us on the show. And the whole point of the show is to peel back the curtain and sort of go, actually, this is what it takes to put this channel together and all the videos for all of the channels. And it's really fun yeah. to have you on to give a glimpse into the editing process because that's the first time that we've had a chance to do that. So yeah. we're excited for it. And thank you for yeah. coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, uh, And Danae, it's actually really great to actually get to talk to you and kind of sort of meet you for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and I'll get to see you at Sins Week unless you're not going to be there you're for whatever reason. see you reason. next week. <gasps> oh, Literally right. a week from now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys about hey. to say, you guys are coming in next week, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, spoiler. We're going to be all together in the same place. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'll be great. I forgot that I was leaving town. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah. 
It's so funny. Yeah, hopefully we'll make some plans for Sins Week. Yeah, so yeah. That'll be great. I just I just saw Danae's uh, eyes reflect the excitement of seeing you all and also the terror of remembering she has to leave town. <laughs> I literally <laughs> am has... like, oh, I got to make a list. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, all right, let's finish off with some Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about uh, something else in the pop culture world that you may have seen recently. Could be good, bad, or ugly. Ugly. You want to do ugly? No. You're going to do something ugly? No. I shouldn't no. even say that, because really, let's not. Let's no. not do a Beyond the Sins about something ugly. No. Uh, what do you have for us, Creasy? What have you seen recently that you want to talk about? Uh, so I've been watching a lot of new uh, new pilots and TV shows, uh, but I did go see Joker last night. Oh, which was, yes. Joker. Uh, <gasps> it was a great Aaron experience. loved Joker. No, I didn't, uh, but I didn't hate it either. Uh, I didn't hate it either, but I do oh, want yeah. to hear what uh, Creasy that, has to say. I do. I understand where like the big critics are coming from, like as far as like having some criticism about it. Like, is it Joaquin Phoenix's best performance? Probably not. I mean, I preferred him better in The Master than I did in uh, in this, as far as like his acting prowess. But I do say, like, I did enjoy his uh, his evolution through the movie as as the Joker. I uh, I do like the way the the director and the writers wrote the story, as far as like creating this Gotham of the 1970s uh, and like the evolution of like how society kind of treats people with mental health and like how it kind of, this movie kind of has a lot of reflection of like what's going on in our country today and how sometimes the poor and the people who are mentally ill are, you know, kind of like left aside by those who are wealthy and stuff like that. It kind of, it kind of hits home a little bit with that. And then, I felt like, you know, just the just the visual storytelling was amazing. Uh there there's some beautifully beautiful cinematography in this movie and then like the editing usually like something that's something i noticed really hard in movies but like i couldn't even i couldn't have i didn't have any notes for this editing wise and um i do i do think that it was a little slowly paced as far uh, as far as that but i think that was intentional because like there's this build up towards the end like you're just like when's he gonna do the crazy stuff when's he gonna do all the weird stuff when's he gonna do you know this and that and like usually i can i can nail those punches down no problem after years of working for cinema sins and just years of watching movie but this one like it kind of took me aback a little bit in some scenes like some scenes i was just like whoa did not see that coming right there but yeah i just it was it was completely enjoyable i think joaquin phoenix does a great job of becoming the joker i think heath ledger will always be my joker but uh, yeah, I think the I think the movie in general it's it's great to go see it. Uh, I think uh, a lot of this stuff about the the violence and all that stuff is just you know violent movies have been made about protests and stuff like that for years, and I think that this is just something for people to get on a bandwagon about a little yeah. bit. But I do think that they have there is some justification in it, but not like enough to not go see this movie and stuff like that. I think talking heads have to have stuff for their heads to talk about sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. there's we yeah. have such a culture of uh, you know having to have a hot take. 
that I think that does affect things. Um, my opinion on this film is documented uh, documented elsewhere. I yes, probably let's don't not do it. Yeah, I probably don't have a uh, time to go into Skip. detail. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. Uh, I'll just sum it up this way. No. Uh, um, Skip. No, I, there are people who are just going to listen to this. You can give me 30 seconds to give them something of an idea of what I thought. Cre- I actually want to hear. Yeah, Creasy wants, like to know, wants to know what I think. So uh, Just because you've heard it before doesn't mean everybody uh, has. Skip! <laughs> no, I'm just being obnoxious. Go ahead. Uh, my kind of general summary on my takeaway is I agree with everything you're saying about how technically astounding this is. The, the editing, the visuals, the sound, which you didn't mention. The sound in this movie is incredible. Uh as is the score. Joaquin, I do think it's actually Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. I think he's absolutely mind-blowingly good in this. Um, I just think all that stuff hides a movie underneath that really isn't about the things it thinks it's about and isn't as meaningful as it thinks it is. Um, And I think there are enough muddled messages and weird consequences to those messages that I, I... I had to think about it for quite a while, and I will continue to think about it. But um, but I think the movie is getting a lot of leeway with that stuff because of how amazingly it's made. I think that's kind of yeah. generally my assessment of what's going on there. Again, if you want to hear specific examples, reasons, I, there are other places where I've talked about that. Yeah. Um, no, I I can get I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, though. No. Yeah, like, and and I guess primarily it wants to deal in a serious way with mental health issues, which you talked mm-hmm. about a little bit. But then it also wants to be a Batman movie, and I don't yes, know how well yeah. those two things go together. So I'll just sum, sum it yeah. up that way. Um, yeah. So there you go, Danae. Was that too hard? I stopped listening. Of man. course you did. You yeah. you literally did the skip in your brain and then sure. just then just checked. I out. told you it was yeah. coming. <laughs> no. Uh, Danae, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So last week I talked about uh, the play pass that I am trying out. And so I've actually been able to spend a lot of time this week. I figured play pass meant you would be doing uh, mobile games for the next three years on Beyond the Sins. Well, I don't like watching movies for fun. I do it for, (laughs) I do it for other reasons. Um, Every time she says that, she looks around to see if there's an ax about to fall. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I am a unique voice for the CinemaSins brand. You are, absolutely. Still shocked to be here, but very honored at the same time. Um, no, so like my fun, how I kind of go and and just unwind, unwind mm-hmm. is is playing games. Uh, so one of the ones that was free to try out, if uh, by trying out the Play Pass, was called Lumino City. Luminosity. Oh. Oh. It's um, like somebody titled something that could have a have double you, meaning. You nodded, Aaron. Have you played this before? Oh, you saw something in my eyes because I'm actually doing a mobile game as well because I also got Play Pass. Oh, you did? Uh, okay, and okay, so okay. there was, but it starts with an L, and I was just gonna, it was going to blow my mind if you were going to pick oh, the, the the same one. But it's not. It's not. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is another one of those puzzle type games. You know, you mentioned Agent A. Um, it kind of also reminds me of. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna remember the name of of it. What was the What was the game that had Ida, the little character that kind of went around those puzzle pieces and you shifted the game all around? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of it. If you yeah. think of it, just pop in. There's two of them. They've made two of them. Mm, it starts with an M. I believe you're right. Mm-hmm. 
You keep talking. I'll, I'll try okay. to figure it out. So uh, this is really similar in that you are, you know, a character and you're given a visual in front of you and you're kind of walking through whatever's on the screen trying to solve a puzzle. Did you figure it out? Monument Valley. Yes. Thank you. Uh, it reminds me of Monument Valley in a way. Totally different art, but still very artistic. And so if you are an art lover or, um, well, I guess, let me give you a trigger warning, though, before I go too much further into this. If you have a fear of heights, I would not play this game. So if you've like, was that called acrophobia or something? This one. Not agoraphobia. No, that's, that's totally diff- different. That's different. Mm. Uh, so Lumino City, you're uh, just in this really interesting, odd, unique world where you're trying to basically turn the power back on the city and solve all these like, you know, puzzles, which I freaking love to do. You're given a book uh, to help you through it in case you need to get hints or something like that. So you can actually play the entire game and never have to think about anything. You can just look through the book for it. I learned, like, uh, so the book you can flip page by page, one, two, three, all that. Um, and it goes all the way up to like 600s. And I thought you had to just click it. So I spent a lot of time just single clicking. <laughs> Turns out. Sounds like me when I played Mist. There were like a million books in Mist, and I like read every single page. Oh, I never beat Mist. Did really? you beat it? I've beat every oh, version man. of this. I, I love those games. So yeah. hard. I could never figure it out. Maybe I should go back and play that one. That's old school. Yeah, it's old school. That's really old school. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so so just of note, if you decide to get this game, it's five dollars. By the way, if you decide to get this game, scroll like you can actually just drag the screen kind of all the way over to the right, and it flips through the pages for you very easily. If you get stuck, I have used the book a couple of times. Uh, that's just who I am. And then I've also very stubbornly like, no, I am not using it. I'm going to figure this one out on my own. And I'm really impressed with my brain skills. There's been a couple <laughs> ones that I'm Good. like, well, how the crap did I just do that? And Well done, brain. There's one right now that I, I haven't finished the game yet. There's one right now that's, I think, going to be pretty involved. And it's one I really don't want to use the book for. Uh, it involves like several pieces of code and weird letters and decoding things. And I'm going to have to actually get paper to write out on the side to figure this puzzle out so you know like when you have to go in the real world and write puzzle stuff down you're doing really fun in a puzzle so i recommend this one again i haven't finished it yet so i don't know how it ends but i'm having a good time it won uh the british academy games awards in 2015 it is a 4.7 out of 5 reviews and i definitely agree with that it's a lot of fun so. luminosity no it's lumino city lumino city yes lumino city lumino okay. city it has 5316 reviews and it's 4.7 out of 5 stars, which is pretty incredible. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I've, I picked up Play Pass uh, since it was free for a little bit and thought I'd try some stuff out. Um, and this should just tell you how current I am with my mobile games. Uh, the game that I've fallen in love with came out in 2010. Uh, so that's almost a decade ago. Uh, but it's really fun, and it's a nice, simple, very evocative puzzler called Limbo. Have you ever played Limbo? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the one that I mentioned in our fake ad last week. Oh, did you? The, the one where it's like shadow. Yeah. 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 I, I have that one. Ooh, to try. Maybe subconsiously you, uh, you maybe tr- you planted that in my brain. Anyways, uh, finally getting around to trying it out. And I think sometimes it's good to kind of, you know, give a shout out to something that maybe hasn't been in the consciousness for a while in case people haven't seen it. Um, but man, it is 
It is so interesting because you're dealing with a like kind of a nightmare dreamscape that this kid is trying to navigate his way through and it's really kind of emotional and at the same time there's puzzle solving and so I don't know it's a really neat kind of interesting combination of uh, emotional intensity and some scares as well as some real interesting puzzle solving so 44,395 yeah. reviews yeah giving it I think at a 4.7 also yeah this one's also five bucks yeah, four ninety nine. Yeah, that that's a really great game. I didn't realize it was on mobile. I played it on console, so I imagine that it, on mobile it's probably a very difficult game. It's it. I mean the it's it uh, operates really easily. I found the controls very simple. Um, for me, that's really important. I I don't like having to figure out complex control schemes. It's one of the reasons I've never gotten into like fighting games and stuff. So yeah, I you just I've have to really relax your it. brain, man. Then your then your hands just take over. No. Yeah. No. You just, all, you just all of a push sudden, buttons. you just realize that that you're pushing buttons without knowing why, but it's working. <laughs> Is it working? Maybe <laughs> that's the part I messed up on. It never got to be working for me. <laughs> Uh, Limbo is different though. Limbo seemed to be working very well. So two that's, games this week. So that's week. my shout out. I knew you'd have a game too. Like I said, Heck I figure yeah, you'll man. be doing games forever now. I I was really impressed with the Lumino City. So I was like, I've got to talk about this one this week. Well, that uh, studio that did Limbo just came out with another game, uh, maybe a year or so ago. That uh, is kind of in that same realm of like the just very silhouette. I think it's called Little Nightmares, and it's uh it's about a little. It, I think it's about a little girl. Or maybe it's called Inside. Uh, yeah. Either way, the, the the their use of like gameplay mechanics and like the their art their art style is just beautiful as far as like using silhouettes and um, to to really dig home these dark themes that they're playing with in their stories. Yeah, I uh, I have been very impressed with what they've done. I think the company is Playdead uh, that did Limbo. Yeah, and they or at yeah. least that's the producers of the mobile game and i don't think they've produced another mobile game at this point so it might be a console game only on yeah. their second game uh no i think it's just on ios i think that's the thing oh, I think, gotcha. uh, yeah yeah you guys are uh, android users aren't yeah you? yes we've seen the light we're just waiting on you <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm a P- i'm a pc gamer too you know i i i understand i mean mac is my work life uh so yeah. having a, 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 a like a uh, iPhone and all that stuff kind of helps out with text messages and stuff. So yeah, I'm just being silly because I I have gone on the record on the it's podcast a, a couple of times. Oh no, I, I I listened to the last podcast <laughs> and I was like, oh okay. Uh, being human is weird. Uh, I should yes. it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It Nothing doesn't. Really Nowadays matter. with these phones, it really doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Well, there you go. Uh, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. Uh, Jonathan is at San Loomis 13 And Creasy, where can people find you? Uh, th- I'm uh, at the Creasy on Twitter, and I'm at the Chris Creasy on Instagram. So there you go. So for Jonathan Watkins, yeah. Danae Hughes, Chris Creasy, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to behindthesendspod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. 
Let me move my laptop out of the way. I'm sure that's blocking my voice. Maybe if you just yell the entire podcast. And today we have Crazy on the show. Please, yeah. please welcome Crazy. <laughs> Yeah. You need to be videoed because you didn't have any lips when you did that. Because you're, you're like, well, it's this funny thing where I can't. I don't want to yell into the microphone, so I kind of back off and turn my head. We're going to have a really good show today. Can I sound like Seinfeld there a little bit? Yeah, he does, or some kind of a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the studio. I've got everything. I've got the door locked and uh, kind of got got signs up saying that I'm recording right now. So like that way everybody knows, like, hey, don't come in here. And I also put something on Slack. So that way it's like, yo, I'm in here. Hey, do you have air? You got water? Oh, yeah. You got food? I, you going to be I got, okay? I got, I got water. I got food. If I if I get uh, caved in, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, if um, not, I'll just James Franco this and just eat my hand. Did he eat? I, he didn't eat his arm. He bit into it and then carved it off. I don't think he actually oh, ate any of it, but yeah. Dude. I forgot that he bit it at first. I just thought he used the knife the whole time. That movie, yeah, man. There was some grotesque stuff there for a little bit. So Yeah, Danae, you should see 127 Hours. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would recommend 127 Hours to you. Just take out the middle 30 minutes. You know, yeah. there's, there's about 30 minutes in the middle where he has to escape by uh, removing his own arm. Once yeah. you get past before and after that, it's a really good movie. Is he a robot where you can just kind of like <laughs> yes. unscrew the bolts yes. and then like just kind of disconnect the arm? Yes. Sort of like Bender style? Yes, he's a James Franco-Stein, I think is, yeah. uh, is what he is. Well, oh, the dark okay. thing is that it was a true story, and that's the worst part. Like, it's the most amazing part. It's a true survival story. Do you think yeah. that the guy who did it like watched the movie? Oh, sure, of course. It can't be any worse than. <laughs> but then you're back... seeing it, right? You know, what? reliving like the worst time ever. Yeah. I say yes, and here's why. Like, you just want to know that somebody else at least had to pretend to go through what you went through. Now he doesn't feel so alone. You know? Yeah. Now some. Now he's got James Franco on his side. See, I would yeah. think that he would be. Like needing to go to counseling after rewatching well, sure. his own. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he needed to go to counseling before the movie came out. Like... I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, let's say that you were part of like an elite SEAL team rescue that went wrong. Yeah, let's and they say made that. a movie about it. Okay, but in this case, it's 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 kind of euphoric, right? Like he survived. Like he made it happen. Like it worked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think, like, with a SEAL team that goes wrong, like, you've got friends that died. You've got, you know, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And in this case, he, he just lost an arm. He had five digits that died. <laughs> <laughs> he did have friend. His friend, being his arm, absolutely died. I mean, besides me making Play-Doh for the first time. That was actually kind of fun. Oh, fun. But, uh, you made turns Play-Doh? Out yeah, it's really easy. You take a cup of flour, half a cup of salt... And then you just slowly drizzle in half a cup of water, and then you just you keep stirring it, and that's Play-Doh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a form well, of Play-Doh, at least. Day, huh? uh, and if I wanted to make it colored, you add food coloring to it, boom, it's Play-Doh. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. And fully edible. If you really <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> yes. It's just flour and salt. You're just a couple eggs away from a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Today, later on today, I get to go have a massage, and I'm really excited oh, nice. about that. Oh, it's gonna be so good nice. to just. I've actually lay never there. had a massage before, so that's kind of. I'm kind of jealous. Well, question: Do you like being touched? Uh, I mean, depends on the touch. <laughs> good point. Good point. Also, I realize that's an awkward question. <laughs> Today, just going up to random people on the street. Do you Can like- I ask you a question? <laughs> 
well, I'm a massage therapist, so I actually oh. went to school for it, and um, we did we did eight months uh, that were just dedicated to like the art of massage, where we're constantly learning in class, and um, also going to clinic and stuff. And so that eight months, my body was like so happy because there's always somebody that's like working out a kink in your shoulder or yeah someone's are always just attending to your needs will you be my homework partner okay, <laughs> okay. fine three experiences i tend to find and and one of them is like the basic you go in it's kind of like a fluff and buff you're just on the table and you're out kind of a thing and then there's the more like pamper pamper and then if if the massage gods can smile down upon you, you find somebody who has been working this modality for over a decade. If you can find that person, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of benefits to it. I could talk about it for hours because I went to school for it. So if you want to yeah. have a massage episode today, I'm all for it. I will say, if you do go to a place and they do offer a service called the Fluff and Buff, you probably want to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, it's somewhere where you saying. walk in, it's $60 an hour. You walk out, it's $200. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Something went wrong. Yes, yeah. Uh, all right, let's do a podcast, guys. Can I all say right, one yeah. more thing about massages just before just, we, we... I mean, like, I just feel like this is super important. Yeah. If your massage yeah. therapist talks to you through the entire massage, go find somebody else. That's that's uh, it. Okay. It should, be, it should be your own relaxing, quiet experience. I've had this experience. You have. And when you told me the therapist, though. I was so she mad. She was so good. Like, but she at, talked about her life bullcrap all the time. She talked... Yeah. She talked about pers- like very personal details of her life, too. Yeah, she talked about her divorce with you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not okay. I-, I knew it wasn't okay, but it felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sits Podcast, where Aaron is taking too long to get started, so I'm going to... <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Uh, on this show, we talk about stuff uh, about CinemaSins. <laughs> There's stuff... With all the channels, and we talk about everything that came out this last week. And so if you like CinemaSins, then you're probably going to like the show. It's so perfect that, that I only 90% feel like I need to actually do the actual one. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> What's he building in there? Wait, that's the wrong one. Is that the wrong one? Uh, Danae, did you have anything else? I was surprised there wasn't a sin-off in this. Is it because you guys hate Friends? Friends? We're oh, on Little I'm Nas sorry. X now. I, Did you totally? Well, I went back to Friends in my brain just now. Uh, let's just say didn't get a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> I apologize. She was making Play-Doh, so. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe, maybe Aaron can just edit that part. She, nope, nope, She's been sniffing Play-Doh for the last 24 <laughs> hours. And it, now my nipples are hard. <laughs> sorry. Put that on the soundboard. It'll all be fine. <laughs> no. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 